Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, where you just draft your team and Underdog handles the rest. And you can win big cash prizes. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app and sign up with code 1010XL. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use code 1010XL. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Coogan Nation. Time to rise and shine and start your day with Duval Sports Media Big Steppers. Dan Hickett. You know it! Jeff Proctor. It's a big deal. Gosh, it sure is a big deal. And E to the T. E.T. is in the booth. <laughs> rise and shine. Google, it's go time on a Friday morning. I suppose it's a football Friday. We're not involved. Oh, but what a football Friday it is. In fact, with the uh, four playoff games on the schedule... News and notes continuing to emerge from those matchups. See, this is really good morning, ET. What's good, Jeffrey? Man, you know, another you got, day. You got big weekend plans? You just chilling? What are Man, we doing? I'm you big, always got something going. I'm bit chilling though. Whatever comes comes. Okay. You feel me? <laughs> I do. I feel you. It's really our last full weekend of football. What I mean is, we got double headers both days, right? The, the the games take on more importance, but we get shorted. We get two Saturday, two Sunday. After that, what? Just two left, and then the Super Bowl. So um, we shall see. Uh, sure feels like it's San Francisco, Baltimore, but it's easy to feel that Dang, way. Chuck. Yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? You got you got a maybe Buffalo like doesn't it feel like Buffalo's got a little magic? Definitely got a chance. Yeah, well, Mahomes and Kelsey and that defense—they're kind of some magic killers over there in Kansas City through the years. It's so. gonna be fun though. The NFL gonna make up for for what they've been giving us. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, Hicken has uh, gone ahead now and said that the script writers will make sure we get good games this weekend because yeah, a bunch of clunkers last week. Five of the six games were blowouts. But here we are, down to the divisional round and the final four and each league. It's been chalk in the. AFC, right? One, two, three, four is how they sit. A uh, little little wilder over in the NFC. And again, news and notes all packaged up for you as we motor through this Friday morning. We will talk with the quarterback whisperer today. Interesting column on ESPN. Remember last year at this time, E, the season had ended. Well, I guess it hadn't just quite ended. But after the season ended, I said, well, the, the offseason will be cool around here for a change. The season of lists will be kind to us. Quarterback lists. Players under 25 lists. Quarterback coach combo list. Coaches list. It was all going to be real. And it was. Uh-huh. I mean, we spent last offseason with the Trevor Lawrence in the top five of every quarterback ranking you could find. Well, here's a quarterback ranking that has been slimmed down because there's only a certain amount of quarterbacks that would fit into this category. And that category is young quarterbacks still on their rookie deal. Which quarterbacks are best set up to win a Super Bowl in the next three years? There are 14 teams that currently are in that category. The Jaguars are one of them. Trevor Lawrence, still on his rookie deal. Some other really good quarterbacks out there, when you think about it, on their rookie deal, right? C.J. Stroud. Yep. Jordan Love. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a number of them out there, and I'll go through that list. But the season of lists, which was so fun to follow last year, yeah, I'll take a pass. You know, we're going to find our quarterback now, fringe of the top 10. We're going to find our coach having 
plummeted in whatever ranking he was given last year. And you have an overall outlook for this football team this offseason that's going to be shaded a, a whole lot different. But this, this was an interesting take from a guy with no dog in the fight, a guy who's been very arrow up on the Jaguars, Bill Barnwell. He's been arrow up on the Jags. He, he, you know, you read these types of columns last year, he would have had his on or near the top. Little different story. Um, this go round. So we will um, get into some of that as we move along this morning uh, as well. I got distracted uh, for just for here just one second because I've gone into my email box for the first time and I have now been reminded of just what went down yesterday. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, well, the verdict is in, gang. I mean, you be the judge. We, we posted the video everywhere. Hicken, now, look, he, he stuck to his guns up till and then seemingly through what seems to be overwhelmingly compelling video evidence that we know exactly what happened to the wheel. He snuck in here one night. He absconded with it. He put it under the back wheel of his own kid's truck implicating the boy king in this crime, this fiasco, this shirking of responsibility. Still can't believe that. Smashed it into bits. We found a piece of the broken wheel with his stuff here. I mean, that gun ain't smoking, E.T. It's just (laughs) firing off rounds. What kind of view count do we get if you total it up between Facebook? And never mind, uh, and, and may as well check Hicken's Twitter. It had the most. Oh yeah, I didn't even include that. Okay, so before you include that, tell me, tell me where we're at on all you amateur uh, sleuths out there in looking at what I would call, and in, in, in fact, we even had a local judge, very high-ranking judge, call and said the video is compelling. <laughs> the evidence is compelling. Twenty-four k before uh, Hicks, nineteen k. Twenty-four, forty-three thousand of you have. That's a lot of people, man. See, and I'm looking at it now. It's silly. It's cartoonish. His run. His little, that's Hick, man. That's Dan. <laughs> I mean, he's got a, that cheer sweatshirt hoodie he bought when he went to Boston years ago. <laughs> Somebody tried to tell me that's Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> a dude wears that hoodie all the time. I love him. He's a He has an elegant countenance. But, I mean, we're not confusing that schnoz he's carrying around either there now. (laughs) (laughs) He suggested, I I can't even remember, maestro, I guess, some makeup job on Bradley Cooper. He dared compare himself to Bradley Cooper and that someone, in fact, had put some sort of prosthetic makeup on whoever really (laughs) took the wheel. Never mind that there really, nobody has a dog in this fighting. Who's going to come break into a local broadcast facility? Steal a wheel that has nothing to do with them and then smash it. And then the odds are, on top of all that, frame Dan Hicken for it. (laughs) I was going to save this and and tell Dan, but you'll just have to get your laugh out of it the first time around. My, my, My guess, my prediction is that you'll laugh twice. 
But, you know, we're going, it's the annual meeting of the minds, the head honchos. It's like a, you know, a family, mafia family meeting where we gather in candlelight. And uh, Mrs. P and I dine with uh, Dan and BWR. And after Mrs. P saw that video yesterday, I'm not going to ask you a little concerned about a dining dash. <laughs> so you jump up from the table. Pounce back and forth with that Belushi move from Animal House. Right, process, go, process, go, process, go, let's go. <laughs> Scoot right out. And then I suppose we'll go to that security camera. And then he will suggest that that wasn't he and BWR we had had dinner with, but an imposter. <laughs> All in good fun. Um, uh, by the way, I guess I, I ultimately tired of somehow being gaslit into being it turned on me ultimately had to walk out of the studio in frustration as they finalized the board. One of you Googans out there, uh, uh, shout out to you, has already ordered us a new wheel. It'll be here on Tuesday. So, shout out. Yeah. And then, and then Jeffrey, he got a video of you going through his locker, bro. He trying oh. to incriminate you like you did. Come he on. posted it on Twitter like you did. <laughs> the man ain't even on Twitter. <laughs> Can't even answer, can it? Twitterless Jeff. Hey, I'm going in there. I was under the authority of HR. I ask. This is a public workspace, buddy. This ain't no private I'm not space. In your, I didn't bust into your house at 1.15 in the morning, sneak up stairs and go into your private stash, okay? Tell me, so this must be part of the frame job. Frame job, <laughs> he says. <laughs> Thanks for framing it, me. So, again, the video's there. You can see it on, on the 1010 YouTube. You can see it on 1010 Twitter, 1010 Facebook. If you want the like the biased double down on the crime um, lean, I guess you can go to Hicken's Twitter. Goodness knows what they're saying there. I, I don't. Re- I don't think Tony uh, Baselli, the Hall of Famer, realized how badly he torpedoed his credibility. Man, yesterday. that's crazy. Big I boy. mean, you give a guy a gold jacket, he feels like he'd just say anything out on the warpath, but. I mean, clearly he did not have all the evidence in front of him. For him to speak so publicly. And Ooh, he stepped he, right in He it. did, didn't he? Foolish. He sounded foolish yesterday, E.T. Wow. Sounded like a big dummy. <laughs> Calling the show back. I mean, what are you talking about, man? Come on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You be the judge on that one. But we'll be on the lookout for the dining dash. I mean, pull his hoodie up, run out of there like it ain't him. If he wear a hoodie, be wary. <laughs> right? If he's in a hoodie, no goody. <laughs> um, hey, a credit to the uh, Times Union this morning who uh, have ha- talked to Mark Lamping about the latest on the stadium. Okay? And none of this is like a breaking news, but there's cer- certainly some nuance like this coming from the team president's mouth for the first time to my knowledge that they would consider a proposal to play with reduced capacity one of the two years if, and this is a big if, first we got to get through the negotiation and get to the deal, a done deal, that the Jacks remain here with the now plans for a new construction. And by the way, yeah, it's a big price tag. It is a beautiful place, man. We are moving on up, my man. Moving on up. To the east side. A big old apartment in the sky. That thing is a crown jewel. Wow, how fun is it going to be here? Oh. 
hopefully with our franchise quarterback developing along the way. But the, at least the possibility, there's, there's two things that I took out of Mark Lamping in his conversation uh, with the Times Union. It, it, it's this. One is that it's not off the table that they would play. I believe they would say the like the upper deck would work would be done. Only the lower deck would be like 44,000 capacity. So you're going to have to you know, lose capacity, but to play there in 26, again, this is all predicated on getting a deal done, which I, by the way, will go ahead and say, I feel will get done. And so you would plan a reduced capacity in 26 and then uh, somewhere else in 27. Like you can't do it both years and get what you have to get done done, but at least consider that if that's something the city is wanting and asking for. It's pretty clear as Mark Lamping did his community tour. One thing that he heard pretty consistently is any way you cannot leave town while the construction is going on, the better. Now, there's also this. When push comes to shove, in 25,000, Jack's averaged 69,000 in attendance. Despite the disappointing season, I think we're in for a good run of football here. I still believe in Trevor Lawrence with the pieces around him, and Doug Peterson's won a Super Bowl. I I, hopefully, it's a it's a learning lesson for them. They retool the roster here as best they can, and and get back at it next year and play more efficient, button up football. Right? I mean, at least we have that realistic hope around here. So you have to balance. And Mark Lamping pointed this out. You have to balance. Does the would the fan base rather play one season here with a reduced capacity or somewhere close where at a full capacity? So that that's the first thing that I took out of it, that, that possibility is at least there. And credit the Jacks for listening to what the fans are telling them. Credit the city for being in tune with that want. And so the, the possibility of playing one year while renovations are undergoing and then a second year somewhere else seems to be at least on the table. The second thing, just a little jolt of java juice there. Don't Nothing to be alarmed about. Um, the, the second thing that I took was smart money, okay, like high IQ money. The smartest of the smart money right now, if you were a betting person, put it on the Jags playing either at Camping World Stadium in Orlando or at the University of Florida. Because he also dropped in, you know, the way this timing works, we got to go to a football-ready place. So while a kind of a cool idea, they've had conversations with, with Daytona. I'm sure they've just come to the conclusion, yeah, that's just way too too much. And then you have potential conflicts there as well, right? You know what they're doing down in Daytona right now? Getting ready to run the Rolex. You know, we're getting ready to get in speed weeks. Jacks have home field advantage, make a deep run, play into late January. Uh, you know, just, there's just a lot in play there. I'm sure they want some consistency. I don't think they want to bounce around, but yet have to move this week and play here. I I know all options are on the table. I'm not saying they won't do that, but I think if they can base their home away from home game day operations, the more I think about it, and I don't like the implication, it might be Camping World Stadium in Orlando, right? (sighs) They don't have a college football program that's playing on Saturdays. It's inevitable you're going to have conflicts when it comes to that. Not that you can't do the turnaround. I know I would much prefer uh, Gainesville to... I've said all along Daytona, which seems, like I said, to be out. But I would prefer Gainesville to Orlando 100%. For one thing, Orlando's been snotty to us, I feel, through the years. (laughs) I do. So, no. 
Or if they go to Orlando, I hope we buy every dadgum ticket and they don't have a single local uh, person able to see. Because, man, I just, I don't know. That's not enough to make a business decision. But there is inevitably more of a conflict if you're trying to go to a major college football program. Major in quotation marks. National championship. Uh, UCF? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> UCF's got their own stadium. It it would play to, uh, the national champions would play to what would here be a reduced capacity, you know, and that was 40 somewhere. But, you know, maybe that national title will build them a big 90-seater uh, uh, at some point. So, all right, we're up and at them here on, on a Friday. I'm going to get into this uh, list I was talking about. 14 teams have a rookie or quarterbacks under their rookie deals. Ranking those teams' chances of winning a Super Bowl in the next three years, you would like to think with Trevor Lawrence. I know last year this list would have had us probably first. Probably first. There is no C.J. Stroud. I, I would say the biggest rival to that potential right now. But recency bias, it, it ain't going to be Stroud 1, Trevor 2. Spoiler alert. We'll get into that. Also, the free agency market, I don't really know how to approach it, E.T. Do you feel like the Jags are going to make any kind of real splash in free agency? Yeah, they got to show me something. I, I think they're going to get a, you know, by the time you get Josh Allen and maybe Calvin Ridley done, I, I don't, you know. Ain't no money for real. No, we'll look at the top. We're going to have to go down there and hope that the, the list that I looked at, Pro Football Focus, hope that the corresponding price tag matches where they've got him rated. Then you could add some pieces that would help, but... I'm talking about a list that has Chase Young, the 30th best free agent. Now, if you tell me Josh Allen, who they have third, is going to cost $20 million a year, and he's 10 times further down the list, I know I ain't getting him for $2 million, but what are we talking about? So, the list may not be kind, but they're still interesting as we uh, parse through some of those this morning as well. So, up and rolling here on a GFL Friday. Thanks for being with us. Uh, if you want to check out this just guilty of sin video this morning, you can go to the 1010XL.com, uh, find it linked through there. You can go to our Twitter, our Facebook, you can go to our Twitch, our Roku, our Twitter. Or, uh, Don't forget MySpace. MySpace, sure. Forward it on your WhatsApp. Yeah, you, you guys got the, the deal down, but 43,000 and counting can see just clear as the nose on the, his face who that is. This is the drill. GFL, Green for Life. All right, welcome back on a GFL Friday. The big fish in the coaching pond who's out there to be caught by someone is Bill Belichick. Maybe the maybe the Falcons had him hooked by the corner of the lip at least enough to circle back, and they've got a second interview with Belichick this weekend. More details on that coming up. More and more thought around NFL circles that these two undeniable forces are going to come together, the losingness that is the Atlanta Falcons and the winning the winningness that is Bill Belichick. God help him. Let's go to the All-Pro Roofing Hotline, bring in our uh, guy, Captain Kev, who's just got bouncing along with some weather that's just... <laughs> It's like, you know, I get a low of 65 one day and 29 the next. I know, I know. And, and, and I'm serious. I uh, I have spent the last, like, 30 minutes looking at this weekend trying to figure out some way to, that, that I could, you know, spin it to where people can go fishing. Can't do it. Uh, dude, well, they're calling for, first off, 
the high on Sunday is 50, okay? And they're calling for 35-mile-an-hour gusts. Yeah, no <laughs> bueno. Mean, and, 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 and by the way, Jeff, that's out of the north. Yeah, Anyone? how about no? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm just sitting there going, yeah. You know, I mean, and, and you know, it's supposed to get really cold tonight, and then and then be cold tomorrow. And 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 gusts. Uh, they have you know small craft advisories through Saturday morning for gusts up to thirty five out of the northwest. And it's just, what are you what are you going to do? I tell you what you're going to do. You're going to fire up the fireplace and you're going to watch football. Yeah. That's what I'm going to. Yeah. Sounds like fireplace yeah. and football to me. It sounds yeah. perfect. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Has 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 the fishing been okay this week? Um, yeah, it's it's been okay. But here here's the problem. We, you know, you and I talked about this last week. That water temperature is fifty two, fifty three degrees. You know, so um, it, when it when it when it gets that cold, you, you just can't you can't go. Hard to get them out. I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it's it's just one of those deals where it's like. Yeah, you got to take a football. weekend off every now and then, yeah, Kev. That, you know, listen, we don't have to. And it, 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 it was last weekend too, if you remember the weather. But you know, it's been a tough winter. You know what I mean? I mean, well, it's, it's been inconsistent. It, yeah, yeah, it's that's right. I mean, we're really fishing windows. You know, this this time of year, and and hell, those windows may be even like half a day. You know, I mean, we're calling clients and going, "Hey, tomorrow afternoon looks good." Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and because so much of my, um, my my clientele is 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 local, you know, I have a, a advantage that I can do that. Um, but for for the most part, you know, it's it's um, you, you just you can't I, I can't I can't take Jeff Prosser out next Wednesday. Just yeah. I have no idea what it's going to be doing. Yeah. But this weekend just 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 looks terrible. So. As an overall fishery this time of year, and sure, people won't be able to do it this weekend, but if you are heading out and you're not real experienced, is this kind of a time to, what are you, like sheep's head maybe? Would that be kind of a good um, sheep's head is, sheep's target head's fish? Number one. Sheep's head's number one, but redfish in shallow water. Still, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just and, and by the way, you, you, when I say shallow water, it's got to be middle of the day, low tide, you got to have all, all the conditions. They'll warm it up. Yeah, they're trying yeah, to warm they're, up. They're, yeah. yep, they're, they're, they're trying to warm up. And, um, you know, and, and generally speaking, you know, you get that, that water temperature to spike a little bit in the middle of the day to 55, 56 degrees, and then they'll feed. Um, but, yeah, like like getting up in the morning and at, at 530 and, and launching the boat, no. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be freezing and it's going to be blowing. It's going to be dangerous. Yeah. You know, you're talking gusts of 35. You know what I mean? You know, Kevin, so, I've, I've been here in in Jacksonville now for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And these, uh, you know, I can remember Captain Rick Riles calling in back on the old 930 way back in the day. So fishing yep. has been first and foremost. You guys have done an outdoor show. It's wildly popular. There have been fishing reports on every sports radio uh, network that's ever aired in, in this town over the course of the years. It's It's curious to me that, like, that there's no sidebar like freshwater, like the same interest, the same... Um, focus yeah. this, you know what I'm saying is that not no, I mean are, it, it, look we, every, every now and then on the outdoor show uh-huh. we'll have we'll have a you know a, 
a bait shop from like Black Creek or or, or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. call us. And we're like, dude, call every weekend. Mm-hmm. Give us a, give us a freshwater report for sure. You know? I, and, I mean, and, that's where a lot of guys are grabbing their kid and throwing him in a car and driving forty minutes and trying to put a. You know what I'm saying? It's just no. Uh, I no, I yeah. totally agree. And and we just don't. We you know, we very seldom get those reports. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. It is. Um, yeah, obviously, there's there's people that, that, that you know love the bass fish, right? But but they go to Rodman, you know they they, they go to Okeechobee. I mean, they, so I don't I really don't keep up with it. Yeah, you it's because I, I mean? can drive I, through my neighborhood on any given day, and I know we're not talking about the pond report. Don't get me wrong, but I can drive through my neighborhood any given day, and almost every time I see two, three, four people fishing these ponds as I'm driving around. You know the the, yeah, the, the and, interest and, is. And, and, and by the way, tomorrow you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can you can always always go fish the ponds. Right. You know? For sure. But but you're right. We 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 don't we just it's it you don't have the passion yeah. for it, you yeah. know, out there that, that, that you do for saltwater right. fishing. It's the bank sure. fishing show today with Jeff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what bank are we fishing from today, my brothers? Come on. The, the, the new, the new I found a creek on the west side, boys. Yeah. Let's go. Look at the size of this brim. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, it's a red belly. <laughs> 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 all right, Kev, outdoor show tomorrow? Uh, yeah, well, I'll be there in the morning. It should be fun. All I'm right, buddy. To it. Uh, stay, right. W- stay warm. Yeah, have a good weekend. <laughs> all right, man, there he goes. That's Captain Kevin Favre, all pro roofing hotline. Um, <laughs> uh, I love to fish. E.T., you're not much of a fisherman, you said, but I, I told you about that surf fishing and eagle yeah. sometimes. He's like a, I mean, he's just a renaissance man. So sometimes he'll get his yoga mat and he'll go out to the beach and watch <laughs> the sunrise, uh-huh. you know, you know, sit with his, you know, almost cross-legged with his, Used, sure. to call, used to call that a certain style of sitting. I had right, right. paralyzed uh-huh. to dare call it that. <laughs> right, right. Y'all feel, he's crisscross applesauce. How about <laughs> there you that? Go. Yeah. As the sun rises, and it has just so happened, like the day after we talked about that, you went out there and the dudes were surf fishing and you were enthralled. I was, yeah. man. They were chilling. They I'm going to take, it's going to get warmer. Huh? All right. And one of these Saturday or Sunday mornings here in the next eight, 12 weeks. We're going to slide. You're going to bust across that Buckman, yeah. and we're going and we're gonna go out there, and we're going to surf fish. Yeah, man. They had the, yeah. uh, the, the You'll love lawn it. chairs out there. Oh, sure. I don't think you can't have some hen and juice. Come on. Right? Come on. Yeah, we'll sit there and watch that sunrise. I'm not afraid to pull yeah. a bucket of some cranberry. Yeah. Right? We'll Look. sip it. We got to call Mrs. P to pick us up. She'll do it. We're like, Jeff, we, we don't, man, they don't care what time of the day is. We will eat a burger slider for breakfast. Yeah. And we will. I have a cocktail. We will. We will drink that drink in the morning. And that's what happens when you get up at three thirty every day, my brother. Come like, on. I mean, you get Come up that on. early. It's like you know, I, I, you know, people look at me sideways. It'd be like eleven o'clock on a golf course. Yeah, I'll take a couple of beers. Yeah. They look at you like you got some sort of problem. Listen, buddy, it's like five in the afternoon <laughs> on your right. clock. Right. All right. Yep. It's happy hour. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, the season of lists, as it were, uh, Bill Barnwell breaks down the fourteen teams that have quarterbacks on rookie deals. Uh, my how a year can change the perception, right? Trevor Lawrence was one year earlier on his rookie deal. He had led the playoff comeback. They had been competitive at Kansas City. Calvin Ridley was joining the team. Arrow pointing up. The, the, the teams in the Jags division had combined to go, you know, 11 and 40 the year before. I mean, we just were in total control, and then we weren't. This list is going to reflect that to a certain degree. And you can't... Uh, by the way, I will say Bill Barnwell, who wrote this, has been a longtime staff writer into the analytics and and further. Is 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 not a jack hater by any stretch. In years past, his columns very very 
you know, proudly and loudly can can say if he thinks the Jags are this, that, or the other. All year he's maintained belief in the Jags when he wrote late season columns, which teams are really in trouble. He never put the Jags in that category. He has, a fa- I think, a foundational belief in the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, but as you're about to learn, only to a certain level. So he breaks down the 14 like this. Um... First of all, the 14 teams have starting quarterbacks on a rookie deal who haven't yet earned their multi-year extension. Sorts through them with this as the target. Chances of winning a Super Bowl before 2026. Uh, Group one. He just titles, when rookie quarterback contracts go wrong. In other words, yeah, these teams have uh, quarterbacks on their rookie deal, but they damn well better not have them in a couple of years. They're not good enough. Up one, number one, the team that's luring Bill Belichick, apparently, the Atlanta Falcons. They can make a quick leap with a good quarterback, he says. Uh, the Raiders, who have, you know, because of the Garoppolo failure, were forced into Aiden O'Connell. Is that his name? That's him. N- uh, no belief that he's some sort of long-term uh, answer. The New England Patriots, whose quarterback situation has devolved rather quickly between Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, enough Kenny Pickett. Nah, and you can, look, Kenny Pickett to me is starting to take on like the persona of a Blaine Gabbert or a Blake Bortles from this standpoint. You can manipulate Mitch Trubisky. You could have done this years ago. You can manipulate their numbers into making you, giving you a false sense of security. He puts the Steelers in that category. I don't disagree. The next group. All right, so we're not in the first one, obviously. The next group. Is this the right quarterback? Well, Certainly, Trevor hasn't caused that much doubt. I'll go ahead and tell you the final group is the fi- is the top six, the six which he classifies as legitimate chances still to win a Super Bowl, despite what the quarterbacks may have done last year. Which I may have just told you that this group too is this the right quarterback? Um, well, the teams in Group One, uh, he says he can be pretty confident. They don't have the right guy. Teams in this tier have no idea whether their quarterback is a franchise player, either because they haven't seen, or even often because they haven't seen very much of him so far. Um, if their quarterback does turn out to be a star, watch out, but too early to, to make any, you know, concrete conclusions. Here's who he puts there. The Panthers with Bryce Young. That's fair. Again, who knows what they had around him, and, and I know he was sacked an awful lot of times, including, ooh, oh, so, oh, so sweet, what, five-sack day here in Jacksonville. Put us over the number, which then led to this fiasco of the last 48 hours. Uh, next, the Colts. They're going to put that tag on Anthony Richardson. We didn't see him play this year, so that's fair. I mean, we don't know. Is this the right guy? I don't know. Gardner Minshew took him to the playoffs. Next, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I'm, I'm way down on this. I'm not sure I wouldn't have put them in the first category. Will Levis had his moments. It, it, my hope as a rival of the Titans is that Will Levis remains the quarterback there for another year or two. Y'all find out. Just my opinion. Uh, he puts the commanders. He admits they may be a wild card because Sam Howell has flashed at times, but they got the number two overall pick. And it looks like they're going to draft a, a quarterback there. Um, and that might accelerate a rebuild. So they're intriguing, not so much because of the quarterback they currently have on their first 
a contract, but the one they're about to have on the first contract. And then it's the top six. So a Trevor Lawrence who landed on most lists as a top five quarterback overall, we now wonder, does he crop, uh, crack the top five of teams in this category? We're looking at teams who have quarterbacks on their rookie deal. Let's start at number one. You almost forget he's on his rookie deal. That's what happens when you're the afterthought of, by definition, Mr. Irrelevant. Far from that, though, Brock Purdy and the Niners, the best chance, number one. Number two, this surprises me a little bit, but I haven't you know, broken down the film. I know that nobody's played better football at the position the last six weeks, perhaps, than Jordan Love. He's got Jordan Love, number two, head of Trevor. His team at, this is also some team... You know, stuff to do with this it. is yeah. not just raking the quarterbacks, although I, I'm not. But the Packers are a good young team, and Love has played terrific. What what a great matchup it is of the top two on this list coming up this weekend. All right. Could we be three? I got no problem putting C.J. Stroud there based on how he played this year. The fact that they're playing this weekend and we're not. And the fact that he's a big reason why. I mean, led the NFL in certain categories. You can argue C.J. Stroud for MVP. I, you're not going to win the argument, right? You know, He's in the argument. Yeah, I could go six to ten though somewhere. What is that team without him? Oh man, five wins. They they just beat the number one or two defense, number two defense maybe one or two in the league. No, number one defense in Cleveland. See how he does against number two, I believe Baltimore. C.J. Stroud number three. All right, we're number four, right? Well, except Miami has Tua, has Tua, and the Dolphins number four. What well, sixteen list by my account that leaves. Us with Trevor versus the Bears with Justin Fields. Certainly we're considered in better shape than the Bears, no? I hope so. Uh, number five, the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. All right, I'll 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 read for you what he wrote. That's, you're driving. You just sit back, listen. I'm your book on tape. Infotainment. Yeah, then we'll, we'll go to break. We'll come back with a football fix. But about the Jags, he said, a year ago the Jags seemed to be on the rise. Six and one after their bye, uh, propelled them to an unlikely division title. And then we know what happened last year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence posted Pro Bowl caliber numbers down the stretch. The other teams in the AFC South went a combined 14, 35 and two. Boy, it looked like Jacksonville would take over the division for years to come. Well, collapses can go both ways. Eight and three, positioned to land the top seed. Burlis Bengals lit them up. Lawrence sustained an ankle injury. Jaguars lost and then dove into free fall. Free fall. Uh, Lawrence and the Jags went from home field advantage to staying home for the postseason in six weeks. The recriminations began quickly. The entire defensive staff fired. Much criticized OC Press Taylor retained his role. Questions whether they bring back Calvin Ridley, who seemed to fade in and out of games from week to week and had a potential season-saving score go off his hands in the fourth quarter. Nobody with credibility is suggesting Lawrence is the problem with the Jaguars, but three years in, there are questions about whether he'll become the MVP candidate many expected when he went number one overall. Boy, what a fair description it is right there. Yep. Right, from an unbiased, not caught in the emotional week to week. That's a fair description. Yeah, we said it. Nobody's saying that he's the problem. Well, a lot. There are those uh-huh, that uh-huh. are, but yeah, I think that is the, that is the good, logical, sane football thought right uh-huh. there. That's summed up good. All right, Lawrence, eligible an extension, he writes. Contract about to get more expensive. Jags need to make cutbacks elsewhere on the roster in years to come. They still have two years of runway with the fifth-year option included. 
market-setting investments in players who aren't at key positions like guard, sheriff, linebacker, Aluakun, easier to make when your quarterback's getting $9 million a year than they are when he's making sixty. Um As disappointing as Jacksonville's season was, more worrying thing may be the developments elsewhere in the division. That potential to enjoy a multi-season run is is gone. Colts and Texans look like contenders. Not going away anytime soon. Stroud just had a better rookie year than any of Lawrence's three campaigns. Edge wrestler Josh Allen had a career year, but Houston's Will Anderson was better by some advanced metrics. And the Jags are about to pay Allen a lot of money. So, their 8-3 and three start tells us that the Jags have top seed upside, but they seem to be in a better situation a year ago than they are now. Very well summed up. More news from the NFL, including Bill Belichick, next at a football fix. All right, back here on the drill. It's Friday morning, GFL, that's Green for Life. Look for those bright green trucks and cans out and about. Jacksonville way and trust them for all your commercial roll-off needs. Uh, ben Shelton has gone down at the Australian Open. Not often I'm distracted by tennis as we get you up and moving. For one, tennis isn't played at this time of the day, unless they're at the Australian Open where it's God only knows what time right now. If you had to guess, uh, E.T., what time do you think it is right now in Australia? Uh, I'm going to go with 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 9 p.m. Okay. 14 hours difference, man. Dang. That's about as far as you can go. And there's still Like, what's the most... How far can we go away, like, by, by hours? You <laughs> right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Before it changes, you know, I don't even know how the timing, where the lines fall exactly right. and where it is. Greenwich Mean Time, or whatever the hell that means. Greenwich, what does that mean time? That's what I say. Um, it's intriguing with, with, with the Falcons. Uh, Bill Belichick's 15 wins away from, from tying Don Shula for the all-time wins lead. Go to Atlanta, Bill. It may take you three years. I'm just telling you. <laughs> You want to submit your legacy, you are going to put it to the ultimate test by joining like the worst DNA in the league. I know they've been to two Super Bowls. I know some of you younger cats. What are you even talking about? I mean, that Michael Vick, that Matt Ryan, they've, you know, they've had some good teams. Yeah, they've been, they've, been, they've been okay. But, buddy, the colossal force that Bill Belichick is about to run into. You're talking about a dude who first coached the Cleveland Browns. Now, when he had the Browns, the Browns weren't the – didn't – Weren't that funkadelic Brown team that lost, you know, 15, 20 years in a row and got top picks. They were coming off the Kozar years, at least a little bit more of that. They were had been decent. You go to Atlanta, boy, and they're just a history. You know it. He he lived it on the other side. It's 28-3 for Pete's sake. And that team, right, that one that you're talking to, they lost that. You're going to go with the over on a t- over under two and a half seasons. <laughs> but we learned this. We learned that the first interview around it was just Bill Belichick and Arthur Blank. And apparently that's a that's a big deal. The fact they had that one on one, you know, kind of suggests that you know Belichick wanted it and Blank was willing to get it. And now that he's having a second interview, you there's almost an implication that okay, Blank signed off. Y'all work this out. Mm-hmm. Um. So and those those conversations probably include personnel and otherwise. But man, if you're the Atlanta Falcons, you just get uh, you get down on your knees and you just be thankful that you. If this guy can't fix you, this guy can't win for you, who can? It doesn't always work. Bill Parcells went to the Cowboys, no-go. Jimmy Johnson to the Dolphins, yet. Fire up the band. A few more news and notes. Courtesy Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin. Home, life, business, auto. 
all under one roof, under with one dream team guiding you through the process. It's Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin and now um, Orange Park. Mike Tomlin now says his fire is, quote, intensified. He expect, expects an extension. So from, is this guy still want to coach, to lifer. Uh, the Cardinals have figured it all out. They fired you know, their CFO. A couple of VPs have nothing to do with football. So that shakeup, I'm sure, will lead to future victories on the field. Not sure why that makes the sports headlines is my point. Yet here I am reporting it to you. Bill O'Brien is the bounciest so-and-so. I mean, this guy was a head coach, a winning head coach in the NFL. And now he's the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Cliff Kingsbury was a head coach, right, in the NFL. He's the offensive coordinator, I guess, at USC. But, I mean, you know, again, O'Brien won how many divisions in Houston? A few, probably. Uh, Anywho, he spent time with He went to Alabama through the car wash. Don't forget he was Bill Belichick's offensive coordinator in New England and now on to Ohio State. All right, the prospect of Mark Andrews, you know, if you're a Ravens fan, you're hopeful, you're optimistic. Harbaugh, John, that is, said yesterday it's still up in the air. NFL Combine will stay where it's been through at least 2025. The uh, relationship there in Indianapolis has been pretty thick and strong. Uh, The Bills are very well aware that uh, the script is flipped. Now it's them having to deal with us and our fans on our home field. Really, really intriguing to see Patrick Mahomes have to go play do-or-die football in the in the playoff bracket somewhere other than Arrowhead. Except for the Super Bowls, which I'll remind you, he's gone 2-1. He hadn't had to do that. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Hick and Arrival more come your way next. You're listening to The Drill on a GFL Friday. This is how we do. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down Friday. Everybody you know it! Emoji, please. Hey! Ho! Hey! Ho! Sweet Friday. Somebody tried to say Friday stole the wheel. But uh, no. Ah! No. Yeah. It might have been one of her men doing that. One of the many. <laughs> Friday got fingered as a suspect, you know. I'm sorry, what? You heard me. <laughs> Good to be here at 7.07 on a sweet Friday, a football Friday. We don't have many more of these. Got to enjoy them while we can. We got uh, Divisional Weekend coming up, man. A lot of good stuff. But boy, I tell you what. So funny, man. The pressure just seems to me all of a sudden to be on Buffalo and Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. He needs his greatness. He's got to beat Mahomes. Played Mahomes twice in the playoffs. Lost, beat him, and then it's not his fault in 13 seconds they let him get a field goal. Yeah, that's fair. But it's still, at the end of the day, he didn't beat him. It was 0-2. But, yeah, I, he did his what he could do. Yeah. Took him down the field twice in the last minute or whatever. They use the word must and has to, yeah. like, to define guys. I mean, we got guys that have been in the league four, five, six. I mean, here locally, they define yeah. Trevor after three if he's coming off a of bad. I mean, you got to give time to play. How long did it take Matthew Stafford to win, Dan? Peyton Manning. You know, I go down the list. Guys don't just, it's not, they don't do what Mahomes did. Mm-hmm. Rookie, mm-hmm. you know, young quarterbacks, they use, typically grow into their titles. We've had a bunch of veteran quarterbacks win. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be uh, 
That's going to be that's the marquee one. That's the last one Sunday in the uh, rotation. Intriguing to watch Houston Baltimore for me. Baltimore yeah. come out playing guns blazes. They look good. They look like a yeah. You know that Super Bowl team on divisional weekend usually looks really good. They'll they'll win. You know, it's not nip and tuck. It's you know, it's not a blowout, but they win with it. Or they'll be flat and just lose, flat out lose. But to your point, winning a close game doesn't seem to be how that divisional round goes. Doesn't seem, but we'll see. If you're the top seed. If you're the top seed. I have have told you that I know what the NFL has done, and I've read the scripts, and so I expect good games. I didn't know that you had access to the scripts. That's that's interesting. It makes makes your confounding five-pack loss that much more curious. Yeah, there's a You have the scripts, and yet you still didn't nail the five-packs. If I have anything, I have integrity. I don't read the scripts. Integrity, dude. That's what we're going with after the last 24 hours. That's correct. That's correct. (laughs) That wasn't me. I'm like Eddie Murphy. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Anyway, um, yeah, so that will be – it'll be a fun weekend in that respect. A lot of good football on uh, to check out. And, again, I, you know – you say, you know, must, we use must, and, but Josh Allen has been in the league a while, and, and, but this doesn't get them over the top. Buffalo has to be careful because they would really celebrate a win over Kansas City like we finally got them. Then they're going to have to turn around maybe and go to Baltimore in all likelihood if they win this game, which ain't going to be easy. So the road to the Super Bowl is never, never easy, and it's, it looks tough for the Bills, and that's part of the reason why the regular season, you know, does matter a little bit. But are they – Hardened and tested, you know, who knows? I it, So, Pittsburgh, they handled. Now they get Kansas City, who has not been Kansas City, but looked a little bit better. Uh, Rice played better. If Kelsey hangs on to the football with Rice and Kelsey, that's enough for Mahomes because you got Pacheco running hard, and the defense played well. So, you know, don't discount the Chiefs either. Don't discount the Chiefs, so. Should be fun. I'm I'm hoping for I'm kind of hoping for some upsets though. I'd like to see some upsets. I just want to see some good games because five of the six last week were absolute flushum games. I mean they mm-hmm. blowouts from the get go. We we you know I guess you could argue Buffalo and Kansas City to a degree let their opponents stick around, but you never felt like the Dolphins or the Steelers were winning. And I just I just want to see some good games, man. I want to fire up the fireplace, Hick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, have some hot cocoa. Are we cold this weekend? Oh, we're freezing both days, Saturday, mm. Sunday. Son of a beast. Going into the deep freeze this oh, weekend. Oh, boy. Like yeah. highs of like 50, oh, lows down to like high 20s, dear. early 30s. Yeah. All right. Big All time. Right. Bundle up. For sure. Jaguars uh, might have a little rift down there. Maybe that's why we haven't heard from Trent Balke what since you mean? the season ended. Well, again. What you talking about, Willis? Certain um, kind of underlying tones and such. Jaguars, uh, Albert Breer. Jaguars are going to search for a new defensive staff. Breer was asked if there were any rumblings of issues in Jacksonville. Breer suggests there was a buzz at the end of the season at the Jaguars front office and GM Trent Balky taking a long look at the offense after a disappointing 2023. Um, he, Breer says the front office led by Balky looking hard at where the offense is under Press Taylor. And if you remember, Peterson's loyalty to his coaches is what in the end wound up leading to his firing with the Eagles. Obviously, there will be staff changes um, on offense, and now they're looking for a new defensive coordinator, but certainly worth paying attention to where this goes next because the Jags have a lot invested in Trevor Lawrence, and if he doesn't break through in his fourth year, it's fair to think bigger picture questions are asked. Jags offense took a step back. This is, uh, again, some of the stuff from the mailbag. Uh, in nearly every metric in 2023, Taylor's second year as a coordinator, but first full season as full-time play caller. 
Taylor had called the second half of games at points in 2022, but it was announced through the media on opening day in 23 that Taylor would be running the show on offense. Peterson said, I thought it went good. Can it be better? Sure. I think at times when you struggle offensively like we did, I don't care who's calling plays, you might as well look at that thing with your eyes closed and just pick a play. That's what he said after the season. And because it's hard, it's difficult. I've been there. Try to find that one player a spark to get your offense rolling with the struggles. We had a time. That's a difficult thing to do. You jump offside. You're first and 15. Um, and anticipating maybe being second and eight, second and seven. Everything you do matters. Anyway. I think that Trent Balky might be a little bit, uh, you know, what did I tell you a couple when the season ends, Pross, and you have those individual meetings. You go, the coach goes in and says, well, you know, the roster wasn't good enough, Shad. The GM goes in and says, well, you know, look at the decisions we're made with coaching, Shad. And all of a sudden, we got a little bit of he said, he said. And who do we who do we believe, who do we side with is important. I, I would say this to, um, this is what I would say. Okay, mm-hmm. if I were mediating this yes. between Trent and Doug and Trent, you know, if it is true that he wants to arrange Doug Peterson's staff for him. Okay, uh-huh. listen, Balky, you've already bungled his roster for him. I'll I'll let the Super Bowl winning coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will trust him to hire who he thinks will help his offense run best. Whether or not that's right or wrong, I will trust him over you. And meanwhile, you you want to talk about the offense and where it's going. How about. How about what you need, if you think about the 2017 Eagles, right? What did Carson Wentz and and then Nick Foles do under Doug Peterson as quarterback stand? What kind of numbers did they have? What kind of numbers yeah. did Carson Wentz and, have? And Nick Foles with Doug Peterson when Pretty they were roll, when they were rolling and yeah, real, real good. Okay. But you know what else they had? Mm-hmm. They had Lane Johnson. An yeah. all-pro left tackle, right tackle. They had Jason Kelsey, mm-hmm. an all-pro center. All of Fame. They had a Pro Bowl guard, Brandon Brooks. They had Stefan Wisniewski. And I, they had a line, dude. They had the other pieces. So I would suggest Balky stay in his freaking lane and get the talent on the team better. And then we can have a better determination. The offense looked okay last year when it was putting up 30, 40 a game down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And, and to Doug's point... About the offense shooting itself in the foot, that may be true, but it's also fair to say, well, is that because of the plays that are being called, because of the lack of, you know, in sync and cohesion? That's on the coach, too. So, answer somewhere in the middle. I'm going to ride Peterson one more year till he proves me wrong. He's the one that's come in winning a Super Bowl, yeah. right? Yeah. And and the way the offensive line measures, the way it's evaluated, the way it's graded by everyone, Dan. By Tony Baselli's eyes, by Jeff Logman's comments, by Pro Football Focus's grades, by any and everyone, the offensive line sucks. Yeah. So maybe fix that and then worry about deflecting to some other thing that has nothing to do with it. Anyway, just just a little frustration. Uh, Credit. Did you see Mark Lamping's comments about? About the stadium situation moving forward and how playing one year here under a stadium under construction is not off the table. Okay. So uh, in speaking with the Times Union, so shout out to the boys over there. Yes. In negotiation with the city, it's being, listen, one thing that Lamping and the Jags, I'll give him credit for, Mark Lamping gets it, dude. He always has. He's gotten it with us when the team was terrible. He doesn't expect you to come on and say they're great. Mm -hmm. And when they go out in the community and listen, they listen. Yep. They're willing to react. And the one common theme they heard. They don't want them. 
they don't for three years or whatever. Are too right. You, I, can we? Is there any way we can play more football here? So I think the Jags are willing to consider playing like in front of forty four thousand while they do the upper deck one year, mm-hmm. and then being gone the next. So mm-hmm. the fact that that's on the table, I took from that that interview and that story. The second thing I took is it's going to be it's going to be Camping World Stadium or Gainesville. Yeah. They got to go football ready. They, yeah. There's Daytona. No, doing That's something. A nice idea. Doing something here and upgrading. No. Yeah. But first and foremost, and granted, you don't go way down that path. But I fact- really like Jeff. I, it's all well and good. Mm-hmm. I got to get the deal first, though. That's we're at the end of January. This deal is supposed to be in front of the council by the spring. It's not moving quite quickly enough. I'd like it to get going here. I'd like to get some parameters. I'd like to get. This thing ready to, we're, I think we're you getting to the of point of it's time to it's time to move this thing forward. It's time to not dicker and, and 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 squabble about little things. It's time to push this thing together. It's time to get the numbers right. It's time to get the plan, the contract right. It's time to the simple things take care of. Crunch the numbers, put it out there. Remember, it, there again, it's it's real simple here. The, the Jags have the leverage, and it's not, and it, and it, it can't be a, it can't be viewed as a, um, us against them. Okay, and that's people view that too much. It has to we, it has to be a we thing. Like this is how we're going to put it together. Not you have this idea, we, but we're not going to budge on this. No, this has to be a we thing uh, going forward, and and so they have to work that thing out. They have to get everything together. Get it in front of the city council, get it approved, and get the ball moving. It's time, right? And so um, that's the that's the one. And then we can figure out how they're going to do it. And I'm all for that, by the way. I, I've said I've always said I don't like them being gone for two years, three years, whatever. I guess it's two. Um, and there's going to be things that I'm not going to like about it when they are gone. Do you think they might play a month in London? Perhaps, you know. I, it wouldn't shock well, me. Well, they're not playing here. That's a, well, it's a little less painful if they're yeah, not but playing still, here. But still, I mean, yeah. the, the, well, and Lamping also said this, and this is fair. Yeah, you also have to balance among you know the community at large. That's great, but there's only a certain amount of season ticket holders, and would they rather mm-hmm. play close, right, and have access to every game, mm-hmm. or play one season reduced capacity, and you're going to shut twenty five thousand out if you're at, if your same also average, right? You got forty four thousand lower bowls fine, but what about uh, by the way, upper deck denizen myself, <laughs> right? So, so that comes into play a little bit too. A lot of it comes into play, but my point is, I think they're moving toward that. I mean, they are well, not fast enough. Okay, I don't know what the timeline would be, but I don't. And, and I, I don't think they're like not talking. I think part of they this, are talking, but yeah. I mean, we're we're taking bids from. I mean, let's go, yeah, 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 yeah. let's go. Right, I'm we, telling you, I've seen clock this happen. management. Let's, huh? run, let's, get, let's run the offense. I, yeah, let's uh, don't be Billy Napier out I, there. I let's get a little sense yeah. of urgency here, boys. We got a timeline here, and here's what the Jags have. When I say it, this is why it has to be a we thing. Because the Jags have the final say no matter what. Because it's no longer, well, the Jags said no. The Jags, this is what the NFL done, which is brilliant, by the way. And that's why this is one reason why they're a billion-dollar industry. The Jaguars take any offer and must get approval from the league. Right. If Shad Khan and, and, and Mark Lambing don't like the deal, they're not getting approval from the league. Guys, this is no good. Oh, okay. No good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think you see what I'm saying? Yeah, for so sure. So it has to be a we thing. It's it, They shouldn't look at themselves as adversaries, but you're in hand. I will say this, and again, I know that uh, 
we get the same things over and over again. It's it's tiring to a point. You know, why you know, why can't he? Why can't you know, look, Khan's throwing in a billion, right? Khan is built building the four seasons, right? That's I don't know, what is that, four hundred million dollars? Yeah. Five he's already building that thing. Well, it's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's not charity, but to your point, he's investing in our city. Yeah, that no one impacts. else has. Correct. Nobody. I don't understand the push. I mean, so let's go. That's there, all. I'm there, saying. There's we always having... there's always people that want to push back against joy that other people get. Well, I mean, uh... but this this I mean, because here's the deal: the real the realization is this: all these things that people want ha- want to see done and handled, rather than giving this money to the Jags. They've had the opportunity to want to see these things handled all along without this hair, and they're not. I mean, they're just. It's just a. Um, there are all I'm saying is we are at a time in our city where we have a real big opportunity to do something that we have never fully done, and that is enhance downtown greatly. And we have been here a long time. Yeah. And the number one thing so is say too long. Yeah, and the number one thing when we talk about the city is, you know, the downtown, the downtown, the downtown. I've always said there is no reason why people should from Jacksonville should go to Savannah for the weekend to have fun. There should be plenty enough fun to do in Jacksonville. If you, I mean, if you want to go vacation, that's one thing. But, right. you, you know, I want the Savannah people to come to Jacksonville. Sure. Like, we go to Savannah. Right. So, I, I, and I think, you know what, what I, you know what's a faulty argument? I hear people say this, that, well, if it was, even if the downtown, you, people aren't going to go downtown. Listen, I would. Uh-huh. I would go downtown mm-hmm. if downtown was revitalized, if it had restaurants and bars and, you know, some sort of nightlife and, and like, bands. Play, just, we've I don't some, know. It's called fun, man. We've done some nice things. But, again, yeah, you have a beautiful a, river winding yeah, it's through a ghost your downtown town, with all kinds of opportunity. From the bridge to the stadium. Real estate. It's so. ridiculous. From the bridge to the stadium. It's an adject ghost town with tumbleweeds. It has been forever. They throw up this shanty here and this uh-huh. one there, but it's nothing, man. Yeah. And, you know, and ultimately what they do with the jail. There's a lot going on. But let's get the stadium thing For done sure. and get him. The University of Florida has got a huge multi-million dollar project going on to, uh, uh, and I think it's, I, I don't know enough about it, so I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it's the fairgrounds. And I mean, look, there's a lot of opportunity here for for us to finally say, boom, baby. So let's say, boom, baby. And let's get this thing done. That's all. I'm not saying there's, there's holdups or anything like that. I'm just saying, it's time to get it moving forward here, dude. The clock's ticking. They want it in front of the city council. I know how this stuff works, sort of. I mean, we've we've watched from the outside many times. There, they want it in front of the city council. The mayor has said that she wants it in front of the city council, um, by the spring, right? I mean, Donna's gone on record saying that. I'm I'm, I'm almost certain. So. Get it in front of the city council by spring and get this thing done. That's all. Uh, we got a lot to do today. Though. We got a football Friday. A lot going on. We got a great feud going on on Twitter. It shouldn't be on Twitter. It's it's two uh, professionals acting like immature babies. Um, but it does provide great theater, doesn't it, E? <laughs> oh, that's classic stuff, man. So we'll dive into that in the 10-minute drill. We got a lot going on on a uh, football Friday here on The Drill. Sports Concepts and Rationalizations coming your way. We call it the 10-Minute Drill. We do it each and every day. At the end of the drill, we call it razzle-dazzle-y. You do. What is it? Razzle-dazzle is uh, dinner and a hey. show. A pair of tickets to see Jim Brewer live at the Florida Theater. What day? On March. Oh, oh my bad. On hey. May 12th. Hey! 
plus a $50 gift card to uh, Bellwether. That's downtown's best res- restaurant. Oh, I like Bellwether. Yeah. All right, listen. Grow up, Jay Gruden. Grow up, RG3. However, <laughs> if you're not, thank you. Because you provide us wonderful in- in- infotainment. And I kind of had to look it up because I wanted to see where it all, you know, how, it, how their careers went. And RG3, if you remember, Jeff, played his first year and was like rookie of the year. He was tremendous, but he got hurt at the end of the year, right? And so then he came back the next year. He wasn't the same. Um, and then the third year, Gruden came in. Okay? Mm-hmm. Gruden's first year was RG3's third year. RG3's third year, he went two and five. RG3, and, and he, was, he was done. He gone. That was it. And so there's a beef between the two of them with each one blaming each other for each one's demise. In How immature are people? Boy, social media just takes people back to the age of 11. Now, E... Uh, <laughs> Doesn't it? So what then, is that? So then RG3 went on a podcast. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and on the podcast, he recently... This is after the first re- wave of... Of complaining with each other. Yeah. Okay. So then RG3 on the podcast tells this story. Let me get it real quick so I can get it right here. Because it is, it's good stuff. <laughs> and it's now made the, you know, feuds die hard is the headline. Uh, we know where the bodies are buried, blah, blah. Griffin told the story on his podcast about Gruden. And then put a clip on social media, and then Gruden responded. There was a moment that happened in D.C. that is vividly remembered. Jay Gruden went to a press conference, undressed me at the press conference in a way a coach should never undress his starting quarterback. It was after a game, and I said in the press, co- I said in the press conference that the best players in the NFL have the guys around them play at an extremely high level. No one is out there doing that on their own. Now, the media pundits and everyone look at that and say, RG3 threw, G3 threw his teammates he, under the because bus. Because you did. And I had to eat that for a long time because Jay didn't – Back me in the media the next day. He doubled down and he picked me apart in the media. That, But Griffin went on to say, what people don't know is the only reason I went to that press conference and said what I said is because Gruden asked me to do that. Uh, what hurt me about that that's a bad, after I did that in the press conference, not only did Jay Gruden not have my back, but he burned me with it the yeah, next day. He I actually came out that. the next day and burned me in the media. He came out the next day in our team meeting room and burned me in front of my teammates. Uh, the former quarterback then said he stood up and apologized for what he said during a team meeting, but it always stuck with him what Gruden did. It's the fact that he has zero self-awareness and zero integrity because even though he asked me to do something, he didn't have the balls to have my back. Griffin's words, not I, mine. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe a coach would go to a quarterback and say, hey, man, in the press conference, call your guys so, out. So Gruden what, comes back. Maybe misunderstood this, him? I don't know. This is after the first round, right? They've already had a beef. Yeah, we talked about it a couple days ago. Yes. So then Gruden comes back and says, you really want to play this game? And then he went on Twitter and he put, go race a pigeon. And he clipped the thing with RG3. What did you do that? Like on game day or yeah, something? Racing the bird down the football field. Uh, Gruden and Griffin. I've been going back and forth on social media earlier this week. And Gruden put up a tweet. Finally, he put up the mic drop tweet, but he took it down. But he, but uh, as you know, once you put it up, it gets screenshot. So forever. It's no, forever. I, no, I don't know. Okay. Uh, which he said, Thankfully. which he said, hey. You weren't good enough. Kirk was better. Cleveland didn't want you. Baltimore didn't either. Quit blaming me. That's fair. Um, Griffin played for Gruden in 2014. I'm not a big fan of either one of these people, by the way. Was eventually benched for Kirk Cousins after he dislocated his ankle early in the season in a game that I was at. Yeah. I remember the the Jags. Jags. Yeah, they pushed out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's where he got hurt. He was playing pretty good that day until he got hurt. Well, 
anybody who's playing good Scramble. against Jags. Well, that's fair. <laughs> no, I think that was the one year that we came out of the gates like in blue. blue no, we blew the lead against Philly, and then Washington beat the heck out of us, didn't they? Is that what it was? I think so. I think we led Philly like 17-3, to lost 31-17. Yeah, we jumped on them at the half. Yeah, that was, jumped on them. And yeah. then the very next week, we played at Washington, and they, they reminded us who we were. They may have put a 50-burger on us that day. Look Am good. I misremembering that? No, that's good. Uh, 34-17 at Philly. I always, I always was I think ama- we were up 17-3. I was, we were at the half. Mm-hmm. I was always amazed at that. That was Henny. Right. Uh, we went to that, and uh, I think Alan Hearns had a couple t- touchdowns in the first half. But in that game, going to that game, we, had, we used to have a show that was real early in the morning, uh, TV-wise. And it was kind of a flavor outside in this, you know, with the fans. And it was opening day. And we came, uh, when we went down that exit to get into uh, the stadiums all by each other, the 76ers, the, the, the Phillies and Flyers, the Phillies, and the, and the Eagles. And, I mean, it was like 8 in the morning, and it was packed. Yeah. So they Northeast, hit different up yeah. there. They don't have so that anyway, college. So they're right. not sleeping off their college weekend. Correct. So, anyway, played a good half, lost the game. Next week at Washington, 41-10. Yeah, so I was, yeah. I was in the ballpark. Next week, at, uh, uh, Colts, 44-17. Yeah. Next week, Chargers lost 33-14. Uh, did battle the Steelers 19, 17-9. Uh, lost at Tennessee, 16-14. Then finally beat the Browns. Thank you, Cleveland, 24-6. Then we lost four more. Then we beat the Giants. Then we lost two. Then we beat the Titans. Then we lost at Houston. Went three and thirteen. <sighs> Shout out. Yeah, that's what that's what most of our off seasons entail. So all yeah. I'm saying is, yes, it hurts now. Yes, the short term vision is is foggy and doesn't see much. But man, at least we're relevant. At least we're yeah. Yeah. got hope. Yeah, you know, we've been sapped of hope around here. Yeah. RG three. Also said, after you really want to play this game, I'm not playing any games. I'm retired. You have a free invite to come on the show and discuss face-to-face. I know where all your bodies are buried, Jay. Don't play with me. I mean, what are we doing, what bro? What bodies? He's a, he's a quarterback's coach. I mean, both of them are just, come on, guys. It's immature. I lose. I don't, I don't or have ju- a, or, I, I'm not or, a big fan of either one of those or, people. What? Do it on a, if you want to, do it on a podcast, man. Uh, Go face to face. Then you all hash it out. We don't care. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll just sit there. Cares, you know the, by hey, the way? You're e, bu- by the way. E, you know the meme with the popcorn? Oh, yeah. The, watching? Yeah, yeah, Michael Jackson yeah. or whoever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I wish? That's, that's what we're all doing. You know what I really wish? I wish for you. I wish like a Brady or a LeBron or. Kim bleeping Kardashian, somebody who's actually relevant, could uh-huh. say, would you two irrelevant pipsqueaks <laughs> pipe down? Who are you two? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Who are we arguing for here? An RG3 whose NFL career was an absolute bust? Jay Gruden, who just ambles and weeble wobbles his way through the NFL for a lot of years without, you know, I know he was a head coach. Uh, also in Washington, and Gruden may still live here, Jay Gruden, no? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect, but, I mean, we're not talking about, this isn't Brady-Belichick feuding, right? Yeah. I mean, so you guys should understand this sideshow that you're presenting, people are laughing at you, not with you. So Will Compton, who uh, tweeted out, as someone who was on this team in 2014, this is a very interesting back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take a side. And then the boys all want to go, well, who's yeah. right? Yeah. Because, you know, half the people say RG3 will do yeah, or say anything for, sure. for attention. That's what I'm saying. There's no winner. Jay Gruden's losers. terrible. RG3's a clown diva. Jay Gruden's fat. Yeah. I mean, this is what I got here. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Exactly. It's two, like, there's two losers in this spinning yeah, match. Yes. There's no winner. Yeah. But it is, it's great theater for us. 
If you were the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> would you want Bill Belichick? Like, if you could have all the coaches, would he be the one? Is it fair now? Is it fair to say take away Brady and you got those Browns years where he's barely 500? You've had these last three years where he's barely 500, if that. Is it fair to the think only, that the, you're the, like? Are you, if you're off. if you're the Falcons and you get Belichick, are you immediately going to be overwhelmed with some overconfidence? Are you going to be too <laughs> optimistic? No. Okay. But and there's really no buts here. Of course, you want Bill Belichick. Okay. All right. It hasn't all worn off. He'll be rejuvenated. Um, like I say, you got to have a plan to get a quarterback. You keep telling me they got good players all around him. So let's go. Let's see what they what he can do. The only thing I. The only thing it kind of, and and obviously I, I lived in Miami during some of the Shula years, and I'll say this, the chasing of the record sometimes becomes too much of the show. You know what I mean? Or the wins, the, the, the individual record is bigger than what the team's doing. And I that part I don't. Yeah. I, I like Shula at the end was... You know, and he won some meaningless game against the Eagles with Doug Peterson, and you know, so what? But they hoist him off like I mean, and they weren't good. So I will say this: Are you going to make our Are you going to make our franchise great? And is it all about the franchise? And why not? But if you're the Atlanta Falcons, why not? Do you think Belichick is coaching to get the record, or is he coaching because he still wants to win? See what uh, I mean? Yeah, like I he was, is 71. Would, if this had gone its way with New England, it would have been very easy to just go and then join his boy Nick Saban. They can do a podcast. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, I, I just you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, is this just, hey, I'm 15 away. You're damn right I'm going to get this record? Or is this, I'm going to go make the Atlanta Falcons a winner. I'm going to pay you back for that 28-3 uh, mm-hmm. disappointment. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. I, I don't. The Falcons have pieces, and they're in a division that's not great, man. He is a Does anybody believe in like the staying power of the Bucks, where the Saints are with with Dennis Allen, or what we've seen out of Carolina? And I mean, right? If there is any division in football that seems most mm-hmm. gettable, mm-hmm. it it's still the two AFC. It's still the two Souths. It's NFC South, AFC South. There's still, you know, and by gettable, I mean really all four teams. Mm-hmm. I have a great pop quiz when we come back. Okay, and I also have just one final. I'm so excited about synopsis on just what happened here yesterday, and perhaps a lingering ramification. Okay, nothing too severe, but uh, listen, you bring it. I'm not afraid. It's a funny. I didn't do it. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I don't. Again, I really thought by today you would have gotten off of that. That's just silly. But I don't want to get back into it any further than that. It was a long. There's no reason to to. To like the city was cover your sin with sin. I the mean, city just, was up in arms yesterday. Yeah. I was out and about yeah, throughout they, the day. Well, I hope they were throwing like rotten tomatoes at no, you. No, they. No one believes that. They're just pulling your leg. The city loves the mogul, and the mogul mm-hmm. loves the city. Don't enable this guy uh, to. E. Does the city love the mogul to behave uh, that the, way? The city ride with the mogul. Yeah. The culture loves the mogul. The culture loves the mogul. Yeah, but they, they mogul the, loves the culture. Yeah, they want and the, the city. They want the mogul to take accountability. They, yeah, they do. There. Nobody Pro- loves a thief and a liar. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding, my boy. <laughs> this is the drill. It's a GFL Friday. Six four one ten ten right now for the razzle dazzle known as E. What is it, Jim Brewer? Jim Brewer. A pair of tickets. This is dinner and a show. A pair of tickets. Woo! See Jim Brewer. May twelfth date night <laughs> at Florida Theater on May twelfth and a fifty dollar gift card to Bellwether First downtown best restaurant. Yes, sir. 
Back on a GFL Friday, Ben yes, Shelton, sir. the former Gator, the national champion, out yes, at the sir. Australian Open. He lost no! earlier yes, this morning, a five-setter. Had a two-to-one set lead, and uh, the lefty lost it from there. All right, um, we uh, once a year, the the Dons, so to speak, uh-huh. the heads of the family, uh-huh. get together for a dimly lit, often Italian-fared State of the Union. Okay. That would be you and BWR with me and Mrs. P. Mm-hmm. And, again, we can't. It's hush-hush. It's at a hush-hush speakeasy. You'd never find us if you tried, but tonight that meeting of the families occurs. Oh. And so I'm just going to say this, and then we won't have to, you know, mm-hmm. revisit, but mm-hmm. after Mrs. P saw the video yesterday, yes. I showed her the video. Yeah, she knew it wasn't me. She did she expre- backed me. She expressed a slight bit of concern that perhaps tonight you might dine and dash. Oh. You might hop up, put a hoodie on, shuffle you know around, what? and just dart right out the restaurant. You so the what? dine and dash now is in play. You've thrown that that fear it is in of play. a dine and dash in play, which mm-hmm. and and then you would tell honey, me Monday that that actually wasn't me that you that you ate that we ate dinner with and it was an imposter. Honey, I've got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and then they'll see the security. It'll be shuffling right out to his car. Probably bring the boy king's truck for this heist too. Probably, probably call Reagan and say, "Hey, listen, <laughs> come mean, on out." <laughs> Just get in the car. Yeah, Tell her so you got to go. A little concerned the dining nah, dash could, could be put in play tonight. Mm-hmm. Guilty. I've done that before, too, unfortunately. Not proud of that one. <laughs> uh, it's been that a wasn't my fault. Do we have a shout-out? Shout-out. Loud and proud? Loud and proud. Absolutely, we have a shout-out. Yeah. Um, now what we got? Well, I'm sure, good grief. Oh, uh, no. Well, here we, we go. I got prepared? you. No, I got oh. you right now. Give me. Do I have any shout out music in there? Shout it out loud and proud, man. Yeah, a shout. I, you know, I don't have a name, so we'll just give it out to. We got a Guggen riding in today. Every day he's got his little Guggenella daughter. Yes, sweet Guggenella. She's a heck of a fierce athlete at Atlantic Coast High School, where she plays for the basketball team. Yes, She's okay. a baller. She's a baller. Yeah, the, uh, the the Atlantic Coast girls basketball team. Yeah, made history last night. Yeah. 16-1. and one. Most wins in school history. They beat rival Mandarin for the first time in seven years. And tonight, they will play for the school's first ever Gateway Championship. Yes, sir. Woo! Yes, sir. Come on. There we go. Yes, Dig sir. deep. Dig deep, ladies. I'm sure Kutcher Kush will be there supporting. Raise that trophy. Mr. Yeah. Kushner will be there. The little Kushes. They love Kush. Oh, they love Kush. He's a legend oh, over there. Oh, you bet he is. Come on, Atlantic Coast. Stand up and win the trophy tonight. Who are they playing? Do we know? Huh? We don't know who they're yeah, I did not go that deep. It was more just the uh, shout out. This more and dad, uh, huge choke by dad though. What happened? One choke. Didn't name yeah, it. Didn't yeah, name. I don't have the name. Yeah. Oh Is wait. That... Oh wait. Well, he said no. It's just the same one. Oh, he okay. said the same one because he had sent it once and I missed it earlier. So oh, yeah, okay. could have had a name. Too late. Now. Don't send the name now. <laughs> oh, he can send don't it. send it now. We're moving on. He can send it. Pop quiz music. Oh, please. I love to exercise my brain going into a weekend because you get a little brain freeze with these cold temperatures. Although we were money this week in trivia. Had a perfect oh, game, by the way. I ain't going to lie. I, I can't even say we were, Jeff. You was on fire. We, we need to keep track this year of the number of perfect games I believe we can set a Guinness like World that. Record. That was, that was the So we got right one. There. I mean, we're right out of the gates in Jan with one. What would our goal be on perfect games? 12, Vic? One a month. One a month. Um, here we go. Uh, Press Taylor, by the way, as the offense coordinator, is 18 and 16 as uh, OC in essence. I mean, I guess if you give him credit for last year, if not, he's nine and eight, whatever you want to do, however you want to look at it. Um, but his title as offense coordinator, he's 18 and 16 because he was still offense coordinator last year. Jeff, I need the last 10 OCs for the Jags. The last 10 oh, OCs. Geez. And then you do in, this to me. Oh, yeah. And then in that, 
I need to know, secondary question, what Jaguar There's offense... There's not a tertiary co- question, right? What Jaguar uh, offense coordinator had the best one-loss record ever? But Is let's he just, in the 10? Probably not. That's what I thought. Boom. Boom. That's not that easy either, though, by the way. No. Might be Petrino. Is that the answer to the most? Bobby Petrino was 6-10. and 10. That's it, huh? Yeah. Um, Gilbride had the losing year the first year, though. Is it Gil? It's not Gilbride. Gilbride was thirteen who and was, nineteen. Who was the night? I can't. Keep, I can't remember who the ninety nine OC was. So you got that? Yeah, ninety nine. Well, ninety nine, I think, was the old man. Didn't he call his own plays? That's what I'm saying. Who yeah. was it in ninety? I can't. remember. So it's ninety seven, ninety eight OC. Yeah. Is who yeah. it is. Yeah, I'm gonna have to circle back to that one. Yeah, you will. Is it Car? No, he I was a receiver coach here. I think it's Kiki's dad, but I'm not sure. Kiki Vandaway? No. Um. <laughs> Here we go. The last 10. Last 10. Press Taylor. Uh, you got it. All right. Um, okay, so then before... You don't have Doug, to get them in order. I know, but I'm just if I go back, yeah. I might help me. I don't uh, know. It may uh, just confuse me more. Before uh, Urban had that dude, uh, Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel was 3-14 and 14 as an OC. Okay. Um, Very nice. It did... Did Marone do it one year without Hackett, or did Hackett leave during the... We're definitely going to go Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, 13 and 14 as an OC, and 17 and 18. So, yeah, I need the 2019 OC. And the 2020, for that matter. Is it the same guy? Mm-mm. Boy, that's so, they're so forgettable, dude. Yes, are. Are, you, are you ashamed of me? Should I definitely no. know these? I mean, you'll know who they are, yeah. but you don't remember yeah. them. It's hard. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a hint. Okay. This is a, I'll give you one, basically. Uh-huh. We just talked about him. Like, in the last segment. He was the uh, OC. Uh, oh, yeah, Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden, 1-15. Yeah, one Jay, in 15. yeah Jay Gruden. Oh, yes. Yeah, one and done. 1-15. Yeah, and, and, and I referenced him as a former Jags OC earlier yeah. today. That's how. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you got Taylor, Bevel, Gruden, somebody, Hackett. Okay. Those are the last. So it's in between Gruden, one year, one and done. In one between, and done It's not one of the, oh, is it, uh. It wasn't all, uh, oh. did, we, did he go to Detroit from here? Um, Jim Bob Cooter. Yeah, it was a Cooter, was it? Not Jim Bob we, He never got that high here. Okay. Never got I that high I hate it here. when a Cooter comes short like that. Yeah. <laughs> JBC didn't make it. Yeah. Um, he, oh, God. oh, is it, uh, oh, I had it for a second. Had it and left. Yeah, he's, a, he's a, yeah. Um, I think he lives here now, by the way. Yeah, I had it. I had it. It was right there. A lot Gr- of these coaches. Gruden and this guy live here? I think so. All right, who is it? John D. Filippo. Don't remember oh, him at wow. all. Flip. Yeah. Don't yeah. remember Flip a bit. Six and ten and nineteen. Don't remember him a bit. When I, I sat here all day. Pre Hackett. This guy's been an offense coordinator literally at all thirty two teams. Oh boy. Um literally okay. and, and that's I think Gus, he had a, that's I think Gus he had Bradley. A, I think he had a head coach run as well. And he's best known because uh to me, the hair is always slicked back with the with the with the oil. Mm-hmm. Um, um, is it Fish? No, but Jed Fish was an OC here. He was seven and twenty-five. By the way, the That's a lot. That's coach a lot. of Washington. It's between Fish and Hackett. Yeah, just one guy between the two one of them. One guy, hair slicked back, known more West Coast. Always on the West Coast. Works with every quarterback. Probably has worked with seventy-eight quarterbacks. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, been yeah. an OC for thirty-two teams. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. son is a tight end. Yeah, uh, uh, and in the broadcast booth now. <sighs> <laughs> He's the number one guy at Fox. Soon to be replaced Olsen? by Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, Greg Olson. Greg Olson. 
It's not his. Definitely Olsen. I remember him. He was there a couple years. Uh, our 2012 guy. Olsen had Gabbert. Our 2012 guy was a one and doneer, nice guy, uh, long time, another long time NFL. This is Del Rio guy. Yeah, his daddy was a quarterback in the NFL. Went by Zeke, I think. Um, Bratkowski. Yeah, yeah. Wow, don't remember him either. Bob Bratkowski. Bob Bratkowski. Before him was a guy that I, I, good dude. He was here for a long time. Head coach in the NFL uh, from Boise. Worked his way up. Uh, I don't know where he is now, but. Uh, was Musgrave the OC at one point? It's he was. Him. It was not him. He's outside the 10, isn't He's he? outside the 10, barely. This is the last guy in the 10 that you're asking no, me right now? No, there's two more. Oh, this guy's a head coach. This guy you should get. Current head coach? No, but he, I mean, long time co- coach. Might have coached your team. Might have coached in Tampa. Might have coached here. Uh, like I said, started at Boise. Oh, uh, Cutter. Dirk Cutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirk Cutter was here for a while. He probably has. Yeah. Is he the longest running one? Yeah, 36 yeah. and 44. And the next guy... Uh, and this is a disgrace to uh, our friend Joe Yu. He hated this guy. This guy had the second-best winning record in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars in 05 and 06 as the OC. He couldn't have been that bad, but Joe Yu hated him. Would rip him every week. Yeah, this is week. Carl Smith. Carl Smith. Yeah, that's another <laughs> one who stuck around Jacksonville. Well, who you never would have got, by the way. But Carl Smith, 20-12 and 12 is an OC. Not bad. This is the drill. It's 10-10-XL, wow. 92.5 We'll talk FM. quarterbacks with the Whisperer Woo! next on a GFL Friday. That would be a debate, Denny. <laughs> What's up, my man? Denny Thompson oh, in the hoose. Yeah. yeah. Happy Whisper. Friday. Happy Friday. Amen to that. Um, boy, there's a lot to dive into with you today here on a uh, Friday. Quarterback is, I mean, it's just so, it's such a picked apart, looked at. I mean, I feel like. And this is weird, but like as I look ahead to the playoffs, I feel like Patrick Mahomes is playing with house money, and Josh Allen now all of a sudden has the weight of the world on his shoulders. When it, I kind of feel like it should be the other way around, but I guess Josh Allen to get to the big, big party, he's got to go win one. Listen, man, I, I was watching that Kansas City game the other night, and a mm-hmm. thought occurred to me that we should have another class of quarterbacks. We use elite, and we have made that way too available because right. there's elite guys like I would think Lamar Jackson would be classified as mm-hmm. elite right mm-hmm. now. Josh Allen would be classified as elite mm-hmm. guys right now. But Mahomes is a different class because it doesn't matter what's going on around him. Like that team is not great. Is right. there an elite? That, right. Is there an elite quarterback in the history of the NFL that's got one playoff win? That's well, Lamar's been around for a while. No, he's got I, one I, I'm saying we 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 yeah. call yeah. him we elite. Call him yeah, yeah, yeah. We call. I'm not yeah. saying the point I'm, is valid. I think elite. You got to be. How about from now on, elites multiple Super Bowl champions? Well, well not I, even a one. Where I was going with this is it doesn't like their team. I, it feels like. The Chiefs are going through what the Jags kind of went through. They're clunky. It doesn't look but good. Here but here they man, are winning. 15 just defense. matters. Yeah. That Their defense is playing And good. if you need that play, when you need that play, 15 steps up. And yeah. Rasheed Rice is coming, time. by the way. They mm-hmm. drafted a yep. kid who's coming. He, next year, that kid will catch 90 balls. He's going to be their number one receiver. So they and, find a way. Or they'll draft but, but another my, one, But too. my point is, is like I, it, there's not another one of those guys in the league right now. No. He's the only one of those He's, guys. Yeah, Denny's saying it's Mahomes and everyone else. Yeah, yeah, probably Mahomes yeah. and then – well, I mean, you, you obviously had Brady and Manning, but outside of that, I, I don't know yeah. recently if anybody else even qualifies for that. Yeah, and if Josh Allen loses on Sunday, he does, you know. He falls further down. But he just can't get, you know, and he is, like Jeff said, at some point, how has that guy not been the MVP? Oh, he's I mean, what, where he's would so the Bills be watch. if they didn't have Josh Allen? No, it's, right? he's, he's a machine, man. He is an absolute machine. Remember we used to say um, – can't keep playing like this. He won't last three years. Yeah, he's inaccurate. He was he's inaccurate. So I'm saying even physical. Oh, that's just too. The, oh yeah. I, this guy, he's 
He's a hoss. Bro. I don't know how he's doing it, but he you, is look a at, hoss. you look at Anthony Richardson, who's a fairly well built man. Anthony Richardson is a hoss. And he gets hit and he goes down. Correct. And, and that's Josh a, that's Allen a great, is he's indestructible. A yeah. And they begged him. And he plays better. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have, and I hate to say this because he's further along now, but give me and I've always said this about the the, the running court. I'd rather have eight years of him playing that way than twelve years of him trying to be a pocket guy. Don't you guys I'm sorry. Don't you well don't you guys think that the twelve year guys are gonna be very few now? The money is so big yeah. and like this the the health risks are so out there. Yeah. It it wouldn't shock me if we have a couple decades of Andrew Lux where just all of a sudden these guys are retiring at thirty three, thirty four years old. So you brought up Lamar. What about the pressure on Lamar? We're talking about kind of pressure on these week on this weekend's quarterback. Seven of them, by the way. First round picks, one of them a seventh round pick. Yeah, I feel like they're, you know, Lamar needs to get to a Super Bowl. Yeah, they, he has a great opportunity. He's got two home games. Well, you can make the argument he's got the best team. Yeah, and and the the coaches are dialing it up. I mean, Munkin's doing an amazing job. Right. So I I think there's a ton of pressure on Lamar. I, I think right. if he doesn't at least get one this year. Like and what have if that he goes showdown. out? What if he goes out tomorrow and goes seventeen of thirty three for one sixty two and they lose and throws two picks and they lose. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I, then, yeah then, I, then it's really on him, right? No doubt. No, sure. no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean CJ, I like CJ Stroud has no pressure. It's all house money. Bro. Well here's why here's why the pressure comes. Not not pregame, but if he loses, here's why mm-hmm. it becomes real fair. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the Bills, Bengals or Chiefs that beat him. That's the Texans. Yeah. That's a yeah. team that lost at Carolina. That's yeah. a the Texans they What's the spread in that game? I don't know. Lay the number. <laughs> lay the number. Hey, you lay think, the number. You think like, I think they're going to have one game at least where both sides of the ball. They, 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 listen, I know Stroud's been terrific. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree, Baltimore's so good, too. Yeah. I just I think they're going to be right. I don't think that there are certain teams see the Titans who are capable of coming out flat and getting upset and they're as a top seed. I just don't see the Ravens as that team this year. Not maybe three years ago Lamar could. I think those guys are going to be on point and ready. Zay Flowers made a huge difference to that offense. They're better than they've been in the past which I, game. Which I think is exactly also Dan's point because you're 100% right. So if all of a sudden they turn up and lose. Then, they, then yeah. Then that's it's what like Lamar, what in the world? Yeah, yeah there's, I, some, there's something. There's a disconnect for sure. I'm excited about that game. I um, Oh, yeah. Man, I, I am loving. I've never worked with him. I've met him. I've never worked with him. Mm-hmm. I'm loving watching C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Sure. I mean, he is so much fun to watch. He's making this look easy. Oh, he threw a 70-yard rope a couple weeks ago that looked like he just barely flicked the ball. I tell you, him and Love, they to me, they they play the same game. They look the same. And they've got that little Aaron Rodgers flick of the wrist thing going. That is, I don't know. I don't, like, other quarterbacks don't have that. It's just that little. And, and, I mean, I I guess what I'm saying, like, when they flick it, Danny, it goes, it doesn't go. No. It's like, like a flick and it goes, and then the other thing he does do, occasionally, he sees this guy running across a field and he'll lob it up and throw to a spot. That's all he does. It's he, impressive. He, I, we man. were talking about that in the facility, man. You, you watch like end zone copy of their games and that man is throwing to the spot that the defense is vulnerable with yeah. complete trust that his guy's going to get there. 
it, it, it's so much fun to watch. I think they have a fighter's chance just because okay. I think CJ is that guy. Mm-hmm. I, the, the games are going to be incredible this week. I, 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 yeah, I really the, love the scripts watching. are out. You yeah. haven't seen them? They I, had a bad weekend last weekend. we got to have a good weekend this weekend. <laughs> the scripts are out, baby. We're going close. So I don't know about Jeff's guarantee on that one. Well, I mean, to, your, to, to finish up your Jordan Love comment, by the way. Yes, sir. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Where did that come from? I watched him their first week this year. I watched him and was like, huh. Man, he looks a lot like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like he really listened. And then he kind of went on a little bit of a skid, and, mm-hmm. and then he started heating up, and I kept watching him. And, man, that guy is so accurate with the football. Oh. It is so much fun to watch. I, I I, I'm going to be in that couch all Because weekend. Aaron was the guy when he was at Green Bay. The one thing we always said, man, smallest windows, but he would fit it in. And he yeah. had supreme confidence, yep. and he let it rip, and it would fit in that window, man. Well, coaches have trees. Quarterbacks have trees. And Aaron Rodgers has his own tree going on now because he self-taught – based off of a knee injury, mm-hmm. and it changed his whole mechanics, and mm-hmm. he kind of self-discovered, hey, I throw better this way. Okay. And he sent people all the way down this scientific rabbit hole of, all right, what the heck is he doing? Right. And now a lot of us are teaching what he's doing. Okay. All right, what year is Lamar in? He would have been drafted in the, eight, uh, the 19. He just after, signed that contract. He went in the Taven Bryan 18, draft. 18 Jeff. drafts. So, so, eight, so he played 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Good, perfect. Yep. Five years, okay? okay? All right. So he's in six. So he's going, he's going into year six. Or he's playing year six or going into? This going, is his fifth this year? This is six year. This okay. is his sixth okay. year. Yeah. All right. Okay, but through five years because I, I got you. And so we're one and three in the playoffs. Lamar is yes. one and three. Yes, sir. Okay, who am I? All right. All right. Through who fi- am I? Through five years of my career, mm-hmm. I was 0 and three in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Through eight years in my career, I was three and six in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I did finally win a Super Bowl in year nine. And I say this, to, by the way, this is as much a reflection on, on like Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, some of these other guys that fans yeah, forget about the first year that they're not, you know, on some fast he likes track. To, he likes to go to Peyton a lot. That's I, who it is. <laughs> Peyton Manning was zero and three through five seasons. He was three and six through eight seasons without even a Super Bowl appearance. Did not go to and win the Super Bowl till year nine. I'm fascinated by today's fan, and I don't know if it's just like the social media instant. These people really believe. That the greats in history were you drafted, you got them, you put them on the field, and you had parades in 12 months. Uh-huh, they believe uh-huh, this. Uh-huh. They believe that quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence, Herbert, and whoever they – they believe that if they're not going to the Super Bowl in year three, they suck. Mm-hmm. They were a lie. Mm-hmm. You sold mm-hmm. us a bag of goods. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's fascinating to me. It's so wrong. And you can point these things out to them. Oh, the game's changed. Oh, has it? Has it changed? Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, Peyton Manning is I used Manning for 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 Lawrence because they're most similar. He plays more like Peyton, you know. He's not well the generational talent tag too. Right, fair. number one picks. Yeah. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of common, but just so before you guys bury bury Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning in his first five years mm-hmm. had zero playoff wins. What will these knucklehead fringe mm-hmm. fan groups say here if the Jags don't go to the playoffs the next two years? Do you think people are burying Trevor already? Some. Well, we, we got oh, yeah. in fairness, we get the polarized yeah. the Nimrods, quite frankly. <laughs> you know, Jeez. on the text line, it's the social media type. Good level hand. Anybody with any sense wouldn't bury Trevor. If you know football at all, you can't bury Trevor. He's not a buryable. I wonder yeah. I wonder if you product. did that same study with coaches, what that would look like. <clears throat> There's some, sure. You know, because I, I, yeah. in a game that says they're all about analytics, 
analytics. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, Jeff just in 30 seconds while we were talking about something else kind of proved a point with that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see those numbers with coaches, like Super Bowl winning coaches. How long have they been head coaches? How long have they stuck with well, there? I'll give you one. We, we talked about yesterday a little bit. There's four of them that are really lumped into this. I mean, they have almost identical, and, and you can rank them for me, uh, John Harbaugh, um, Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin, Mike McCarthy. They all have one Super Bowl win. And they've all and they're all about anywhere from eight and ten to eleven and ten in the playoffs. Mm. Um if you had to rank those, who would you put first right now? Who's who's your oh, man. of Tomlin, Harbaugh, Peyton, and McCarthy? I'm gonna go Tomlin one. Yeah, see that's interesting because yesterday does. Jeff went Tomlin four. Well, I, and I, I think, I think and, he does and, the most, and they are all interchangeable. Yeah, but it does. I and my point yeah. on Tomlin was he seems to get more out of less. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the, the other, other guys, reason I put him. Now Tomlin had Roethlisberger. Tomlin was the number one seed in the playoffs, and the Jags would play Bortles beat him. They haven't always been just some little nine and eight team yeah. lucky to be yeah. in. He's had yeah. some. Yeah, no, that's no. been a while since yeah. Roethlisberger was. I would his take prime. any of the four. He hadn't. And, and I put a lot of value on. Okay, so you're nine and eight when you could have been seven and ten. Okay. And you know there's who, value there, and you make the playoffs. But when you're one and done in the playoffs and giving up between thirty and forty eight points the last three or four times you've tried, and you haven't made a deep run in forever, it, it, your fan base gets fatigued with you. Yeah, and I mean, that's all of those. If right? Doug like, Peterson is like I said, if Doug Peterson is sitting here in six years with Mike Tomlin's last six years, there won't be a person here that wants Doug Peterson to stay. That's fair. And I don't know why in Pittsburgh that does it, that same standard doesn't. But okay, they don't I, listen. I Their owners don't listen. I agree with that statement. Why is it that I can look at other cities and go, man, y'all got a really good coach. Y'all should keep him. But you're absolutely right because that we live it week here. to week, though. That's yeah, why. that's wild. So in Pittsburgh, you understand why, in some respects, Steeler fans say that because they've lived it now for six years without nothing, anything to show for it. And but but we sit there and go, man, the guy had Kenny Pickett, yeah, uh, 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 Mitch Trubisky. And Mason Rudolph, and they won 10 games? Yeah. Are yeah. you kidding me? I, and by the way, their defense was good. It wasn't great. They have a great player. Yes. T.J. Watt. And yeah. they don't win without him. Now 1-11 without T.J. Watt. You want to talk about value of a player and why that position gets yeah. it? It ain't coincidence. 1-11 without T.J. Watt and a significant winning record with him. It's amazing that a defensive end can be that. How do you feel about Kenny Pickett? Because I think Jeff and me are on, in the same. Yeah, you gotta, We're done They need a quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree. Are you yeah. ready to? Oh, I want to go through well, something I'm not ready to. Bearing, but uh-huh. I, I think they probably should be looking around as they well. I wouldn't count on him. Yeah, absolutely. Some like, of these, like if Russell Wilson was available, yeah, or yeah. Justin Fields well, was available, or Russell Wilson is going to go somewhere and demand to start. Yeah, like, I would still yeah. let Pickett compete for you something would. just to see what I got. Well, you got to throw Rudolph. Rudolph was better than Pickett. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. A guy like Gardner Minshew seems to. Be. Boy, that Rudolph. You're <laughs> right, though. Yeah. Minshew would make the Steelers better. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he would be a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well. again, they'll ride with him for a year, maybe two, and then they'll. He is. They would so just draft another Denny. quarterback. Hey, they're he pretty loyal is. people, man. I don't know. You go in there and go. Denny. You go in there and go 11 and 6. And your guy, know. Chu. He's not Drew Brees, Denny, but he is. <laughs> I can't. I have to. Don't I have to? You, <laughs> you brought do. him up. You, do. you brought him up. You do. He's not him, but I will tell you who he is. Dead on, hundred percent. My older son told me this years ago, and he's. If you tell me Fitz, I'm he walking is. out of here. Fitz. He is Denny. Denny, Fitz had a great career. I, Fourteen I'm, seasons. Listen, I'm not saying that's bad. What? I'm not, I'm not a saying that's bad. He had a good career. He had a great career. He had a long career. He took. T- 
He won in the New York with the Jets. I, he won in Buffalo with I think the Bills. You need, when you, they need were hapless. A, you, need, you need to look at his year to year record before you proclaim him this Son great winner. I he love takes Fitz. he takes three win teams and goes seven and nine. He did do that, but I, I don't remember Fitz like marching through playoffs ever. No, I'm sure he I took a couple of teams. Hey, he's I want to get your opinion though, on this list before we let you okay. go. We're not okay. letting him go. I got Ryan Fitzpatrick going on right. Uh, now. Just do your research. Bill Barnwell of ESPN. Okay. Listed the 14 NFL teams right now have a quarterback under his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. 14. Wow. 14 in the NFL. Okay. So he ranked the 14 and put into categories with, with, with the focus, the target being teams with quarterbacks on rookie deals who could win a Super Bowl in the next three years. Okay. All right? Okay. Some of these rookie deals will expire within those three. Some will right. go throughout right. those three. And he breaks them down into categories. And so you just can agree or disagree. We don't have to break. Um, so many of these guys we talked about. His first group of five or six guys we'll see is when rookie quarterback contracts go wrong. In other words, these teams got the wrong dude. Right. Atlanta Falcons. Right. For sure. Right. Yep. By the way, J.J. McCarthy looks an awful lot like Desmond Ritter to me. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Um, you see Good that? With it? Yeah. You now see, that you say it out loud, right, I'm real go back and watch. Yeah, yeah real similar yeah. dudes. Uh, Raiders. They went with Aiden O'Connell. Right, right. I doubt he's the guy going for The Patriots. It's degenerated into a mess with Zappi right. and Jones. The, they Steel- the Patriots are going to draft Jaden Daniels. Yeah, they put st- the Steelers in the ca- they put the Steelers in there, so they don't believe in pick. I don't believe in Pickett either. Pickett to me has got some Bortles and Gabbert and others like this table. You can find some analysts and throw some numbers together that would say he's this, that, or the other. But I just I, I don't believe him either. I just okay give him give him another year to compete. Yeah, that, that, and that's we'll see what fair. you got. All right, next group two where teams are asking, is this the right? First of all, you you would put Pickett into this second group. I bet is he the right okay. quarterback? No, I think I'd still put him in the first. Yeah, I still think one, they missed, this but the there's guy. no reason. Okay. Yeah. Right. Group two, is this the right quarterback? Bryce Young in Carolina. Ooh. Fair place to put it. TBD. Yeah. The only other one really is like the, the next category is going to be the top six, which I'm assuming are guys that he believes can in the right I almost think you got to take Bryce Young out of this whole list because it's not his fault. He's never going to win in Carolina. Okay. Uh, next. Oh, dear. You ready? It's going to sting. The Colts and Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair because you don't know what you have. Yeah. He didn't play yeah, enough. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and Minshew went to the playoffs. Right. So yeah. there's a Chew. Yeah. Shout right. out, Chew. So Ryan have, Fitzpatrick. <laughs> uh, when can I get to my Fitzpatrick this numbers? This next team I would put in the first category, <laughs> the Titans. I truly believe in my heart of heart and my eyes of eyes that Will Levis stinks. That's what I think. I don't even oh. think he's okay. I think he stinks. I think you're wrong. And I think in two or three years, you're going to have another guy that looks the part wow. who's just proceeded to win wow. 13 games in two years and wow. they'll be looking for a new guy. That is a very strong opinion. Yeah, I know and it is. I, probably wrong. And I, I'm not <laughs> far off with you. You're okay. more towards I, him yeah, than me? I, I, don't, I don't like the stiffness. that. Now, I will tell you mm. – Will Levis played a much better and fluid, more fluid game than I anticipated. And he made a couple big time throws. I watched that, especially Mi- those first couple games. And I watched that, that Miami I game. Know, I was impressed in Miami. Beat the Dolphins. Yeah, that was a nice. He's guy. Had some I'm moments. looking forward to seeing him next year. He got kind of rookie up at the end. Yeah, like, I wish I, he'd have played in the season ender. We would have won. That's my point. Oh, there you go. I Here. doubt it. Yeah. Anyway, did you watch uh, us play? I did. I actually <laughs> watched the was, games. He would have been another. He would have been another. Weapon running the ball uh, like Derrick sure. Henry. All right, sure. Group Two is this. We're still on the. Is this the right quarterback? And this one's interesting because it is, but not within the parameters of these other guys. They put the Commanders, and I would say because of the ne- guy they're about to draft, mm. they're not going to stick with Sam Howell. They're going to use that number two pick, aren't they? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, take so, the guy who took Sam Howell's job in college. He's going to take his job in. Yeah, Drake could May. be. Yeah, could, could be. be. All right, now these are the top six. Would you take? Uh, would you take Drake May or Jaden Daniels? 
Whew. I think it, oh. It's early, but. Uh, Man, that's yeah. a great question. Yeah. The fact that you're thinking about it tells you how high Jaden Daniels exactly. has moved up. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Is that not kind of like, would you take Herbert or Hertz? Uh, is Jaden Daniels a better thrower than Hertz? That's actually a really, yeah, I think Jaden Daniels is a little better thrower out of college. Hertz has become better. Um, that's actually a really good comparison, too, Jeff. You're on it today. I'm oh. hot today. Well, yeah, I'm you're on it. Week. That, guy. that boy Jeff ain't been playing this week. <laughs> I, don't, I, week. I don't know. You have <laughs> a week a every week. now and then. Yeah. Great week. All right. I want you, that, that leaves six teams with quarterbacks, and these are the bigger <laughs> boys. It's, it's, it's Purdy, it's Stroud, it's Love, it's Tua, right. it's Fields, it's Trevor. This isn't just a ranking those quarterbacks. It's ranking teams with a chance to win the Super Bowl one to six. So, with those as the quarterbacks, tell me one to six. Jeez, I didn't know you were going to make me do all yeah. six. Well, it's just six of them. Those are the guys. I mean, my Purdy, my, Purdy, Stroud, Love, uh, Purdy's Fields, be one. T- Fields, Tua, Trevor. Purdy's going to be one. And that team, their team. Right, it's not exactly. just him. It's right, team. right, right. Okay. He's going to be one. Uh, so far, you're Bill Barnwell Jr. Purdy is number yeah, one. Yeah, and I think from there. Um, it? Purdy, Stroud, Love, Tua, Trevor, and who? Fields. 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 Gosh, I, I mean, it's Trevor two or three. He can't be any further than that because yeah, well, the talent in these in these other ones aren't all that great. Why would he be behind? Right, right. Is he, is Stroud be ahead Stroud. of him? Who? Stroud ahead of him? Uh, Stroud is three. Yeah, I'm gonna go two. I'm gonna go Trevor two. Yeah, Jordan Love is two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that is a oh, that's a nod to the Packers' young talent. They're, I mean, they're so young. So they're everywhere. more talented roster wise than I, the Jags. The I think ro- roster wise they might be. Yes. Their defense is definitely better. Okay. O yes. line's okay. better. Yes, their receivers don't have the sexy names, but they they perform like Jones and yeah. Kirk I know their O line's better. I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Aaron Jones is is good or better better than than ET. A lot so, of upside. So, so, okay. So it goes Purdy. Who'd you His say two? Jordan Love, Love, Love Stroud. Stroud, then Trevor, then Trevor, then Tua, no, Tua, Tua, then Trevor. Yeah, Tua actually, I, yeah. Trevor's five. Yeah. And my yeah. point That's is, I I, I'm <laughs> surprised they even got Fields on this category, though. I guess. I, I don't know. I guess they feel I, well. Here, I don't know. Because wouldn't gonna, he be in like one of those first two categories in your mind, where you just you, don't know? Or right. You, I don't think he's the top category. Those are the guys that are terrible. He's uh, the, he, he does he's, write this about. They're still willing because of the, what people. What do you think of his like his skill set? Oh, I, I actually like. Justin okay, Fields, well, I yeah. think that's what he's doing here. Look, it's everything's gone wrong. It's this, but this guy. Give the Falcons him. Agree. Give him the well, they might yeah. with Drake London and Kyle yeah, Pitts and that running agree. game and Bill Belichick. Yeah. Then we'll see. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick made eighty million dollars. Mm-hmm. His best year, he threw thirty-one touchdowns. Mm. Um, at the age of thirty-eight, he completed like sixty-seven percent of That's his passes. The, that year. He also had like a six-touchdown game or something stupid he, for the Bucks. Um, he was. Uh, He's a uh, good player. Really good player. Yeah, now, Danny, so, you're, so you're just giving us highlights, though. Did he yeah. go to the playoffs at all? Oh, did he? Did he ever have a playoff? That was appearance? the original question. Dan. That was yeah. it. Yeah. He came back with money. That's what he did. That's what he does. It's all about the money. I'm about the money, dude. I don't care. <laughs> all right. That's the whisperer. Hey, hang right. on. Oh, okay. I don't know if he ever went to the playoffs. It's hard to believe he ain't never going to the playoffs. Yeah. He's probably on the sidelines. He definitely wasn't great. That's all I'm thinking. Denny, you're a good personal friend of mine. Okay. You. Who was not invited to dinner tonight, but that's all right. Yeah. Well, you, listen, don't trip. I wasn't either. Hey, was, listen to me. Y'all settle down, okay? <laughs> don't trip. You, I love y'all, but let's settle down. <laughs> you know me. You've always had my back. Uh-huh. 
I just need you to look at this video. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I heard this about is, this. I've not seen this. this so I am maintaining this. Why is not would you me. triple down? Yeah, on okay, this. okay. I want to see. Not this. me. And Dan says this isn't him. Dan. Somebody else I've asked been, me about this yeah, yesterday. I've I mean, been look framed. At this, You're gonna laugh. It's so laughable. I've this been guy framed, Denny. I don't know. Who and he that just is. lies mm. on top of it. Yeah, mm. I don't know why they're yeah. saying that's me. That guy looks a little beefy. Thank you. Thank you. Look a little thick. See how slim I am. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that guy's agile. What That's about right. when he jumps around agile. like Belushi yeah, and about agile. Watch him haul ass down the hallway with his yeah. cheer sweatshirt on that he wore uh, like on Tuesday. I know, Denny. <laughs> I left it here and I've yeah. been framed. Yeah. So you think you're a victim? What about the nose? <laughs> he Denny? took your That's son. Crosser's truck. What, what about the nose? It's not my truck. It's his own son's truck. No. It's implicated the boy king. <laughs> no. It's, it's terrible. What code was used to get in? Yeah, his own code. We all have the same code. He knew that. That's the you should have seen the look on his face when he learned we had security cameras. I, I'm going to say day, this. Remember, he's yeah. like, what? What do you mean <laughs> oh, we have security hold on, cameras? Hold on, we're prove guilty, Danny. I wouldn't let this go to court, Dan. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you Danny. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't support. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> all right, this is the drill. All right. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Matty Driscoll. A nice one for UNF at home last night over Kennesaw. He is tied. Clap it up, Matty. The all-time uh, record for wins. Shout in out. A Sun history. So when he gets his next this Saturday at home, yep, he will be the all-time winningest coach in A Sun history. So uh, UNF's playing pretty good. I think they're what are they? Maybe four and one now in the A Sun. Man, I would really love it if JU and UNF could get on a roll where they're the rep in the in the NCAA every year. I, I, I think, that'd be fire. I think that'd be more fun than we it realize. Would. They've never given us a chance to get on board, but send JU or UNF two, three, four years in a row. I think you'd find a lot more community support. They really need oh, to yeah. to hit that mark, though, and they just can't. And they've been close. And, and I think and, JU beat Queens College last night. Okay, if I'm not mistaken. nice. That's JU's first win in conference, so they're looking to get going. Um. So yeah, congrats to both. Uh. Pete Thamel. Uh, Thamel. Yeah. Nah, just kidding. Uh, Alabama freshman quarterback Julian Sayin, a big just saying, uh, who's was a big get. Uh, he's hitting the portal. Alabama's losing them left and right. Yeah. This is a man. It's always hard to follow a legend, Dan. We should even add another level. It's even harder when you've got this transfer portal. Yeah. Like before you the, the these 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 you know players are bound to their school. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a new coach. You're gonna have to make the best of it. I promise you. When Urban Meyer came into Gainesville, I know what he told that team when they I had, you know, we had people inside the room. When he addressed that team for the first time, half that roster would have left, Dan. If there was oh, a yeah. transfer portal. Yeah. When Urban Meyer took over the Florida gig and walked in and met his 85 guys, he filleted them, E. Yeah. He filleted them. He did. Yeah, our goal is to go to Atlanta every year, not that blankety-blank peach bowl you just I'll went say to. this, too, about what's happening in Alabama. And I don't mean to upset Roll Tide, you know, nation. It's strong and powerful. But it's also, in the end, and again, it's the coach, not the program. Oh, for sure. Why are they all leaving? Do we need another Why are they all example? leaving? Because Nick Saban ain't And by there. the way, Nick Saban, and it's not because he's warm, fuzzy, and likable. It's because you know you're going to win. You're going to win. They're not going to Alabama because they feel some bond with Nick Saban. No. Now, they maybe have a fatherly, I'm sure he has that, developed this. and even more importantly, aura. 44 first-round picks. Absolutely. Why do kids go matter. to Kentucky to play under Cal? Sure. One and done. But, yeah. Although you know. Cal, I would say, has a more, anyway, the, it, it's, a, a, by the way, that's every level. Oh, yeah. It's pro, too. It's coaches. Oh, yeah. They say it's Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's. That's not true. You need both. 
Well, the coach do. is just as important, and it's some to be really relevant all the time. It is the coach, in this case, the X and O, and I don't mean necessarily the play calling. I just mean the guy responsible for him. But in college sports, you get a great coach, you're you're good. You're on cruise control for as long as he'll stay. Mm-hmm. Whether you're Clemson and Dabo or at Bama and Saban or Florida and Spurrier or Georgia and Kirby, whoever it is, you get them, you keep them, Tom Osborne to Barry Switzer, to you go down the list. You don't find very many fly-by-night, swoop-in, vulture-a-job-for-three-year national titleists. Do you? Don't. You don't find guys who swoop in, take a job. You know, there have been a couple. Chiswick, you know, he would be one. Most guys who win a natty win it as part of a long run of dominance. We're winning their conference every year. They're they're going to the to the either the championship or the you know top five every year. E, we have a job during the break. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Our favorite Will Compton, who once gave us the was the first to give us the lineups for the Mendenhall Bowl, if yeah. I remember correctly. Classic, classic. Really good. Has gone to the pantry okay. to talk about the beef between RG3 and Coach Jay Gruden from he the glory days team. of the 2014 Washington <laughs> team. He's got a, he's got a Washington uh, Redskins snow beanie on and a Gruden Grinder t-shirt on. But we're going to have to vet it in the break. It's three and a half minutes, and I okay. don't know what he's nice. saying, but... I'm hoping it adds to the entertainment factor that we've had with uh, RG3 and Jay Gruden's beef this Again, and, and, and Coach, if you're up at Adam this morning, checking off the cobwebs, getting up out your uh, out there at AB, there's no winners in this one. <laughs> That's from me to you. I, I would slightly ride Jay Gruden over RG3 just a little too much in my face for me, but I, and I'm not, not a huge fan of either one, but two losers in this battle. Y'all sound incredibly immature and stupid. But... As a Twitter follower, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. And, I'm, not, I'm only being told of this. Yeah. I don't bog down in that, but oof. Yeah, it was. No uh, bueno. I'd Like I said before, I'd like a real entity in the sports world that matters, a, you know, a Jordan or a Tiger, to say, who are y'all and what are you doing again? Pipe down. I was watching my beloved uh, Broadway Blue Shirts last night as we marched towards our Stanley Cup championship this year. We're out on the West the Coast. The New York Rangers. We're out in Vegas. We blew one last night, the Flames. Lost to Toronto. Just stop. I'm a big so fan. we're we're out. Uh, so I go uh, call up my Rangers to watch them. It's a ten o'clock start. I'm tired. Mm. Want, want to go to sleep? No TV last Grinding. night. Yeah. What do you have? The NHL package or something? Uh, ESPN Plus. They're all on ESPN Plus for free. I think so. I, I don't should know, know that. Free. Is... Don't you pay for ESPN Plus? Well, that's true. I, anyway, some I've, people do. Nod, nod. I flip it on to I have watch a password. If that's what you mean. And <laughs> uh, man, we we are peppering. I mean, power play, first 10 minutes of the first Who are you period. playing? Vegas, a very good team. So I'm excited to wake up this morning. I couldn't, I couldn't keep the eyelids open. I watched the first 10 minutes of the hockey tilt. I could see hockey putting you to sleep. We got about, no, it's great. We got about, I don't know, 12 shots on goal. The whole game's played in their zone. It's wonderful. I'm fading out. I say, Brooksy, I got to go to sleep. I get up this morning with anticipation, excitement to see my Beloved Rangers grab a W over those Vegas Golden Knights. And it's 5-1 Vegas. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Ouch. Now, Vegas is the defending Stanley Cup champions, are they? They not? are. Butch Cassidy, again, sticking it to me one more time. Damn you, Butch. Former Lizard Kings coach. Well, we'll talk hockey with the Iceman a little bit later yes, this morning. I speak of that, but we'll come back with more next. You're listening to The Drill. It's a GFL Friday. That's Green for Life. Trust Green for Life for all your commercial roll-off needs. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. It's what we do around here. 
When Nick Luco joins us, head coach of the your Jacksonville Iceman. Coach, what's up? How you doing? Good morning, guys. How we doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. How's how's things? How's how how are we? How how was ECHL week? And 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 give us a little state of the union real quick. <laughs> We're good. We're good. We got a few days rest during mm-hmm. the week here. Um, you know, not having played since last Sunday, so that's always nice. So. Took the bus up to Atlanta yesterday, and we're here this morning. We're getting ready for morning skate. Now, what is more, like tell you know it's morning shoot around in, in basketball. Is morning skate similar to that type of thing? Is it just kind of getting the legs working and kind of going over game plan, or, or to give us an insight into hockey morning skates? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of just kind of get the legs going, get the hands going, mm-hmm. get shooting in, and um, you know, for us today, it's. You know, we were on the bus for six and a half hours yesterday, Oof. so kind of get the bus legs out and um, get ready for tonight. So it's it's more it's more loose in the morning. We don't we don't do a ton of uh, meetings or video like that. It's more just individual, just mm-hmm. grabbing guys, showing them a couple clips here and there. But um, yeah, it's just kind of getting yourself ready to to play tonight. Does it depend on the distance as to how you guys travel? Like in other words, if it's a short drive, can you go up and play same day, or do you always go day before? Yeah, yeah, like for the games in Savannah and mm-hmm. uh, Orlando, we'll we'll leave the same day. It's like a two-hour trip, so that's that's an easy bus ride. But um, the Atlantas, the Greenvilles, the, the Fort Myers, those trips we we leave the day before. So um, it's always nice to get on the road and you know have dinner with the staff and and let loose a little bit. So um, it's nice to get away sometimes. Let me ask you a question: What are your thoughts on 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 your conference in terms of? areas of the country like we have the south and it, obviously we've talked about the, the the division but is it is it equitable throughout the conference it doesn't matter where you are geographically or is is i mean it just seems like there are a lot of good teams down this way <laughs> yeah yeah i think a lot of players want the, want the mm. warmth the sun and um you know it's, it's a good spot to play so maybe not right now it's a little it's a little chilly everywhere but yeah. um yeah, the South seems to draw a lot of the, the really good players. I think you get a lot of guys who could probably go make pretty good money in Europe, but they want to play somewhere warm and mm-hmm. um, you know still stay in the states. So um, yeah, it's it's and I think you know all the teams in our division have a really good relationship with their affiliates, so you're still getting a lot of top notch prospects as well. So um, it's a pretty good combination. It makes for makes for it to be a lot of fun as a, as a coach to be a part of this division. I mean, you've had a great first half but you I'm sure you want more you're you guys I think are in third place it's very we've talked about the division and such but what do you like what are we focused on here as we start to kind of get going here in the second half of your 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 season and I'll kind of follow that up coach with is there a little extra are we far enough along I know you got a couple with Greenville who leads your division they're 12 points ahead of you You'll have back-to-back games against them Saturday Sunday are we to the point of the year are we far enough along that those uh, are a little more important yeah, I mean, we talked about it going into last weekend playing South Carolina twice in Greenville. Um, those teams are ahead of us right now. We went two and one last weekend, so that's a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, for us, we're in the mix, and you know, the positive is we haven't peaked yet, which is good. You don't want to peak too early, so right? We're still building. We're we're going in the right direction defensively. We we've, we've been outstanding. We only gave up five goals in three games last weekend, and goaltending's been great um would like to score a couple more goals here get some guys up front going a little bit more but um not too worried about that i think that that'll come and 
um yeah i mean we're in the mix so like every every game here coming up is huge and i think guys realize that and they're ready to go all right my man well go get him tonight and uh we look forward to seeing you back home uh nick luco the head coach of the jacksonville iceman in atlanta to take on the hated gladiators thank you coach <laughs> thanks guys Talk appreciate you right. Jesse. and then the big right. one uh, thank you coach and then the big one uh-huh. Uh, the big one, is, they got back-to-back with Greenville, who yeah. are tied with, well, your favorite team, the Adirondacks. If you had never left upstate New York, you might be an Adirondack fan. I might be. Ever thought about that? I have not. Is Adirondack also the name of the old wooden bats they used to make back in the day? Weren't those Adirondacks? Darn right they were. Yeah. They had the stripe around the top. All right, I vetted vetted Will Compton. He's very good. I I like him. He's entertaining. But, uh, you know, it's got some curse words in there. It's not really – it's basically what we said. And he – and, you know, he said, it's it's petty, but I love it. And he said, I was there. And he goes, it was a butt-tight meeting. You don't like the word butthole, so I won't say it. But it was a butt-tight meeting when they had it. He said he admitted that. He said, you know, he said RG3 was never the same player after he hurt his knee. And I think everybody knows that. And we had lots of discussions about that. And and Mike Shanahan and who was it in the doctors and they put him back out there and why did they put him back out there? And uh, but he hurt his knee his rookie year and quite frankly by year three I think when Gruden came in it was an awkward year according to Compton they were transitioning to Kirk Cousins it was clear that Cousins was the better quarterback and the better option and that's what happened. So he goes these guys both talk about bodies being these bodies on both sides so it, it, it's silly but like you said it's petty. But I was there, a lot of teammates and I going back and forth, uh, but I'm, I'm eating it up. I love it. I love it. And the other thing is uh, I'll say that is coming out this morning here as we head towards the 9 o'clock nasty. I got video here of this. Oh, no. Atlas Air Boeing 747 from Miami International this morning catching fire midair. I think, I believe it landed. It was a cargo. Uh, Con Air? But it was, man, I mean, this thing's shooting across the sky on fire, man. I mean, it's. I would not want to be on that one. You think? Golly. For those of you flying this weekend, we offer this video. Yeah, but I think the boys brought it in okay. So well. Thank God for that. I mean, that was uh, not good. All right, we got the NFL playoffs coming up. We talked about the pressure on the quarterbacks. Is there a position in in sports where, that harder that, that were harder on the quarterback? No, There's not. It's no. not even close. Mr. Go- T- goalie, Mr. but we don't follow Well, it, Mr. Is 10 is texted in. Justin Fields, you know, sucks blank. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. That's just what ten. You're old enough that you ought not fall into these stupid hyperbolic, ridiculous notions. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields has played with terrible coaches mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. an awful offensive line. I don't know what. I'm not saying Justin Fields is great, but to say that these guys quote suck after three years, then you know what, ten? You know who sucked through five? Peyton Manning, your boy, zero and three in the postseason through his first five years in the league. Oh. Didn't win a playoff game until his sixth year. That's your but boy. yeah, Justin Fields sucks. Yeah, okay. Uh, you guys and and your, you know, think that everybody wins it right away. There's no Hick. By the way, again, they still want to argue. You know, today they expect Mahomes and Burrow and Allen. Hold on, now wait. Did I miss Burrow's Super Bowl, Dan? Did I miss Justin Herbert winning the title? What was I not there when Josh Allen won? Mahomes is the only one. Who else has won the Super Bowls? Matt Stafford, year forty. Tom Brady all the time. Nick Foles, you're 13 in the league. What are y'all talking about? This mm. standard that you hold these quarterbacks through two or three years, you're just so ridiculous. This is the drill. Back and to 10 9 o'clock. Next. <laughs>
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Gookin Nation. It's another hour with Duval's Big Dogs of Sports Media. Dan Hicken. Yes. Jeff Prosser. Blah, blah, freaking blah. And E to the T. E is the GOAT producer. The GOAT producer. Welcome back. It's 9 o'clock nasty time. I got to... I want to ask both of you guys if there's anything wrong with this tweet. All right? Listen carefully and play along. Uh, This comes from Adam Schechter. Schefter, Dan. Schefter. I'm getting tired. For years I've been telling you this. Schefter. Like chef, like Maybe a I just don't like hear a sous right. chef. Yeah, I don't hear it right. So it's I guess Schuchter. not. I don't. Schefter. Okay, he's great. Chef, are you like? Is he great? John C. O'Reilly definitely is jaundice. Hundred percent. Right. So he says Chargers. He's a, com- he's a gray. Yeah, he's a member of the Grays. He says Chargers completed an interview with David Shaw for their head coaching job. They're now in compliance with the Rooney Rule. That's what he puts. And I guess my question is, much like we don't say black quarterbacks anymore uh-huh. can we eliminate that or yeah. no do we still need that the Rooney rule <sighs> yeah. I mean aren't there enough there are so many talented and I, I saw this earlier this year all the different coordinators who are now uh, black guys who are ready to be head coaches and it's isn't it a bit insulting to David Shaw if you say Chargers complete an interview with David Shaw okay we got the Rooney rule out of the way yep isn't he being interviewed <laughs> on his own merit I don't know. I'm asking, like, like yeah. to me, I, I kind of, I, I think part of the whole, the dialogue that continues when we talk about white and black is if we, and I don't, I'm not saying ignore it either. If it comes up, I, I, I get it. But in this particular case, to me, it's like, wait a second, Matt. What? Like, I don't think we say, do we say black quarterbacks anymore, E? Um, yeah. We do? still say it. All right. It shouldn't be. I don't think we need to anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think, mm, I just you know, just this past Super Bowl, we yeah, had, you but, know, but they that's was mentioned, the, and, and and it bothered me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we need to. Right, right. It was to me. It was two great quarterbacks playing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. One young guy and the and the the goat. Man, we're in this this racial identity part yeah. of society. You comes and goes in yeah. waves. The, luckily, Are the generation. Yeah, the generations after us. Hopefully, this identity politic nonsense will go away. They they fill your head full of division that's not there right. and perceptions that are incorrect. Just trying to snow y'all into being as miserable as they are. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, man. I, I, foot, sports and football. That's why I hate when it impinges some of this Lucy Karen nonsense commentary that comes of trying to tie things have nothing to do with anything into stuff. But it's the one great thing about sports. It's a great equalizer, man. You want winners. Do you, you have don't care a, if they're black or white? Yeah. I want my quarterback to win. Yep. I want my receiver to win. I want my running back and DN to win. I want my coach to win. I don't give a doggone rip what color they are. That's so 1950s, man. I'm told that uh, Billy Napier is on the uh, in Northeast Florida right now. Do you have, and I'm sure he's listening as he goes yeah. high school to high school. He was just at, okay. I believe, Fleming Island. Sure. Do you have a message for Billy sure. Napier today? Yeah, yeah. Let's try and maybe get over 500, Chief. Okay. That's a start. Shout out, Coach. Yeah, it's just a start. I don't know, seven and six maybe one year. Just give that a try. D, D huh? coordinator and the defensive backs coach are also working the area. Yeah. I got an idea for them, too. Yeah. Y'all stop somebody this year. That makes it easier to win games. Okay. You know? That's a crazy idea. Fourth and 20. What was it? Fourth and 18. What was it, Dan? 
Fourth and 27, I don't know. Here's an idea. Maybe draw up some bubble covers. I don't know what the hell they'll call it. but Shout out Coach yeah. Napes. So there you go. go Coach Napes Coach and Napes. the defense staff. It, Feel be, free to call in. You're yeah, always welcome here. It, it'll be baby steps, but I don't know. Try winning more than you lose one year. Oh, dear. And for the defensive staff, y'all got your work cut out well, for you. I guess Jokers ain't stopped anybody in three years. I guess we won't get Billy Napier on this program. Instead, we get stuck <laughs> with Joe freaking Well, that's you. okay. I mean, By I'm the way. Keeping it real. I mean, you act like I'm afraid to say what it is. I'd say exactly what it is. I mean, y'all might want to win some games down there. I don't, right? First off, yeah. I don't act like anything. Okay. okay. So you say you, you act like, like I'm afraid. You act like that was you in the video. That's true. I don't give Thank a damn you. Yeah. Uh, what you say. Act like I what care him. less. So well, then don't ask me. Don't act. <laughs> I said, do you have a message? Well, that's, that's all I asked. I kind of felt like you were asking me to give a message. <laughs> uh, Am I wrong? You're wrong. Let's welcome, and in fact, I won't ask you anymore. Good. Uh, good. Yeah, that will help. Uh, Joe Yu, you're only coming on the show if you're going to apologize <laughs> to the great Carl Smith. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. Carl Smith. Carl Smith. Smith. 20, 20 and 12 as an offensive coordinator, Joe Yu, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Your moral compass goes askew over here. He had signs in the dome saying run and shoot Carl Smith. Worst <laughs> offensive coordinator in the history. You owe Carl Smith football. an apology, Joe Yu. Bro, I told you, y'all can do a bit. Just take any 504 number and randomly call it. Say, hey, guys, y'all remember Carl Smith? He was in New Orleans and watch what happened. Comedy. <laughs> no, I, I think if right now, after all these years, Joe, you'd get a lot of looks like, who's Carl Smith? That's what you I, I have no clue. We hold grudges yeah. in the end of Ask your Falcon. I love that. Great uh, hair. He looked like a 70s, like a, like a villain off the Barney Miller show. I mean, our, 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 what's the one with Buddy Epson, Hick? Barnaby, Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones. Yeah. Barnaby Jones. <laughs> he looks like the spinoff from, from Barnaby Jones. Fish. That shit. Fish, little fish. That. Yeah, he's got a little fish in him. Was, he stayed here. Terrible. Didn't Carl Smith have a, did he have a kid who was a good quarterback, Hick, or no? Who? Oh, yeah. Carl Smith? Major, I think, right? Who? Yeah, didn't when he was here. Didn't yeah. he have a kid upon a video or something? Or somewhere, George Bartram maybe, somewhere. Was a Smith kid his son? Yeah, I think so. Huh. I thought hey, I thought he had yeah. one when he was here, but I because he stuck around, didn't he? After after I think I he stuck know. around. I mean he may have been on like Bartram's staff a year after he was the O. C. here. I wanna They just recycle coaches. Man. I wanna say I remember Yeah, that's for sure. They do. And it's what's weird is how the mediocre get recycled. Like, I get recycling. Hence the Rooney rule, bro. Well, that's, yeah, that's well, I got news for you. That mediocrity getting recycled crosses both of the color lines. It does. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. We want some of that, too. We want to we wanna be able to get to be uh, mediocre and be over-rewarded. Well, okay. So, I yeah. Again, and, and I just gave the speech, and then you come on with this stuff, man. <laughs> what are All we right, doing? Bro, let's go. That's not what I was called about. That's what I'm calling about. I got questions. You want to talk about, I got a question for you. What about your guy getting a ninth year eligibility? I mean, what in the hell, Joe You Once he gets 10, bro, at that minimum, he gets bumped up. So, you know, you know how much they, the NCAA, you know, cheats from Miami. So, I'm sure, you know, they're bending over backwards to help us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know how that goes. Here's what I call about. Yes, sir. Why is it a military secret who asked that dumbass question about the weather? And it's um, a great question. I don't know. Like, it's like they said it was a news. Per- I got. I asked my TV people, and they said it was a news person who was sent there because a certain Tampa station doesn't do sports. I don't, that's what I was told. And if that's the case, it would make sense because normally, if it's a sports guy asking a question like that, the other sports guys jump on him and call him names right as he's asking the question <laughs> and laugh at him, you know, and try to humiliate him. Uh, that didn't happen at all. They let they let her go ahead and ask the question, but I don't know. Have you tried to find out as well? I did. I think I found out who he is. I'm not going to put a name. Is it a there, television station found- reporter, news reporter? Is that yeah? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, listen. Not knowing what we're talking about because I hate when people on the radio do that. They talk about something, no explain it. There was a lady who in the press conference with Todd right. Bowles for 
asked uh, how the team was going to deal with the weather in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Degrees, they play indoors. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they play indoors. But the yeah. point here, Joe, is if you sent if you and, and this has been an age old feud with us and news. If you sent a news person uh, to do a sports person's job, it'd be like me going to talk about the weather and the the cyclonic uh, clouds or whatever the heck it is out there. I don't know. That's why the chief does it. So you I mean, know, everybody I, needs to do a basic amount of research. So she's well, to a point. Questions. Yeah, I mean, when Jeff went out there, Jeff went interview Hollywood people, right? Jeff, I'm sure you did a little back. <laughs> That's how I roll on the, on the movies. Right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well rounded. <laughs> my next, my <laughs> next comment in the sporting world is, what in the hell is going? And I'm loving, I'm loving first Alabama getting back in Gen Pop. You know, yeah, they're, they're not. <laughs> and I'm also loving what's happening at Ohio State. They've hired the worst offensive coordinator in NFL. And the guy who <laughs> paid Jimbo Fisher eight hundred million dollars uh, in in Texas A and M. So Bill O'Brien, I'm loving every. They hired Ross as, uh, as their uh, as their uh, uh, athletic director. Oh, Ross Bajor. Yeah, and yeah. I, I know. Well, I don't know him, but I met. He used to be at Miami when I was on the thing at Miami. He oh, in, okay. In the athletic department at Miami. So nice guy. I'm happy for him. But Ohio State, those two moves are just head scratching. Oh, man, which I'm loving. I want all the teams to be back because uh, tell your boy Billy, I know you're listening, Billy. We'll be there August 31st. All right. We appreciate your, the accommodations. Get him yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah August 31st. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll take you down there and push you right into <laughs> him. Huh? That guy. Take him right down there. I mean, I, there's Joe a lot. Want, hey, by the way, Joe didn't want to bring up that basketball team. Oh, they've they were in the top ten. Yeah. They should. They were. Uh, remember, they were underranked. Yeah. How can we only be thirteenth? We were in the final four last year. Yeah. yeah, they just lost to FSU. FSU. By the way, I try to say it. I just. I don't know what the heck's going on over there. That's, Leonard. It's like another six in a row. They've won. Now they're five and one in the ACC. And 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 Joe used Canes, which were quote underranked in the preseason, have fallen completely out of the top. 25. There's a lot. So. To, there's a lot to love about E, but the one thing that has to be exposed is this Miami fandom. I mean, it's just got to stop. Oh, it was Jag season, man. I don't care. Oh, man, I mean, I'm locked in. We're locked in too. It's called Jags and Gators. It's called Jags and Sevens. <laughs> He's a fraud, Miami fan. Yeah, he doesn't know anybody. I love on the, the team. guy. I, there's a lot stop. to like. He's a man of the Cam people. Moore, You're right bro. here, man. Why do you want to go down to the Canes anyway? What's wrong with you? Move yeah. to South I'm Beach. Okay, pick go another show. team. That's what you uh, like to do. Uh, <laughs> just pick another team. I don't that you think. Can I don't think. I don't think he could survive if he was working in South Beach. He would be going. He'd just go too hard. Ultimately, he just wouldn't make it. They'd find him floating. Biscayne Bay on yeah. some dinghy. I can do it. Bottle of Hens. No, you can't. I can do it. Bottle of Hens. You're, you're, twi- you're not in your 20s anymore. Uh, you. yeah, I, uh, here is, by the way, I love the, <laughs> I love the text line army out there. Yes, sir. Like, if you need local intel, they can usually come up with it. And so here's a dude who played with uh, Carl Smith's kid at Bartram. He said Carl's son went to Bartram. His name was Nick Smith. He was a wide receiver. Okay. Uh, and then Carl Smith was on our staff in 08 at Bartram when we had Kyle Parker and uh, oh. Andrew Parker. Yeah, they were good. Uh, Ravens rule out Marlon Humphrey. Oh. Calf injury. C.J. Stroud, okay. Let's attack. Nico. Let's attack. Why not? It's possible, right? Man, should, we, we, we need some good games. We need some good games. I, I just, I think, I, I think that, I don't know, Marlon Humphrey aside, I just think the Ravens are the ones that feel most likely to blow the opponent out. I think the other three are going to be games. Although I'm not so sure about Green Bay. I could see them throwing a clunker. I could see the two one seeds winning winning big. Yeah. The other two games look like they're going to be games. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. 
I mean, the other, the, so. uh, I mean, the, the, although the lines could be, the lines don't blow anyone out. So yeah, the, the book, they'll let the bucks stick around. I mean, listen, would you, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I will not be shocked. I will not be shocked if Houston is in the AFC championship game and the Packers are in the NFC championship game. I won't be shocked. You won't? I won't be shocked. I'll be surprised. I mean, those are the two. If I had a confidence meter right now, give me your confidence meter from the matchup you're most confident in who's going to win and who is it to the least confident and who do you think is going to win. So if you had to put your money, okay, I'm going to give you $1,000 if you give me one winner. No spread, no nothing. So your confidence meter. My confidence meter is Baltimore. Baltimore number one. Okay. San Fran, two. Makes sense. San Mm -hmm. Fran, two. Mm -hmm. Detroit, three. Detroit, three. Mm -hmm. That makes sense only because the other two teams are both good. Who do you think is winning Buffalo, KC? I have no clue. Man. Doesn't it feel, again, Buffalo, Tom. I'm rooting for Buffalo. Buffalo, Tom, turn the radio. Yeah. Step, uh, turn it right now. Yeah. Turn off your radio. I'm going to give you three, two, one. I feel, I feel. I just I got a bad feeling for Buffalo. Yeah, and I thought all week the Buffalo. I'm on record saying I think Buffalo could be that wild card to the Super Bowl. Yet here I am at the end of the week, and I'm getting tied up thinking, just what KC, just what, just what the Bills need. A country saying, yeah, they can't win on the road. Mahomes has never won away from home. Kelsey's distracted. Mm-hmm. Going to say all these things to diminish what the Chiefs are and act like going on the road and beating Buffalo is impossible. The Bills aren't a great home team. They're not a great home team. They got a great home crowd. They got a great, you know. E, I need you to give me uh, give me some money music, please. It's time to play one of our favorite games. Guess the lowest ticket price available for the four divisional matchups. Okay. All right, we're going to start. I'm not giving you the order. You're going to have to figure out which one's most important, which one's least important. Uh, guess the lowest ticket price available. Gosh. It would money be- music starting. Oh, hang on. Mm-hmm. We're going to start. We'll start with the first game. We'll go in order. Mike Wilmer. Thank you. Uh, Houston at Baltimore. Ticket price, lowest ticket price available, please, at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland, tomorrow at 430. $320. $320. Tickets as low as $81, oh, the lowest nice. available. Upper deck? I'm sure. That's good. That's a regular season price. All right, we move on. So Baltimore, they're not But pumped. that makes sense. Baltimore's been there a lot. Yeah, they're not the pumped Texans up. are the four seed. Yeah. Uh, shame. They deserve to lose. Their fans aren't pumped up enough. Uh, Green wow. Bay, yeah, Green Bay at San Francisco. Guess the lowest ticket price. All right, at Candlestick Park. First, first of all, it's California, who has some wackadoodle mm-hmm. outer space uh, economy, uh, uh, so uh, everything uh, costs eighteen times more than it should. I don't know how y'all people live there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If you're here listening, don't get offended or leave. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you came. <laughs> all right, yeah. uh, people leave California. They come here for what uh-huh. we got, and then they, they want to get all their feelings when you yeah. tell them how much California sucks. Yeah, um, lowest ticket price available. Okay, two hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, 160, 160. Okay. That is the th- uh that's number 2, the high second highest ticket low lowest ticket price. 160 in San Francisco. Again, not a ton in terms of uh you know, very spoiled expecting to win there, saving their money for the saving their money clearly for Super Bowl and championship conference championship. We move on to Sunday. A uh, Tampa at Detroit, Jeff. Tampa Detroit tickets at low as what? Hey, hey it's been Hey Okay. Money. Money. Yeah, it's got to be that's got to be the lowest one even though I would think Detroit would have just the fever, but mm-hmm. it is Detroit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, they're going to you said 
That was the second highest. I assume the Buffalo will be the highest resale. Yeah. So I'm going to say that the, it's uh, one hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, uh, you all couldn't be more wrong. So it's Detroit that has uh, the Detroit demand. tickets as low as four seventy nine. Okay. That's wow. what it was. It's I called thought. Lion's Fever. Yeah, That's a there. city that is on its ear and ready yeah. to explode. Okay. I think they also go have, Detroit. I think they also have a smaller. I think they're the smallest of the remaining buildings. Mm-hmm. I think I think Ford Field's only like sixty two grand. I think I could be wrong on that. Then we go to Buffalo. We shuffle off to Buffalo or Kansas City. Right. Oh, what two, a big match! Two hundred bucks. One forty eight. Okay. One forty eight. So it's in order. It's four seventy nine. One sixty in San Fran. One forty eight in Buffalo, and just eighty one in Why? Baltimore. I mean, what are you doing? You want to go up to Baltimore? Eighty bucks. We'll go watch the game. Yeah, let's slide. Yeah, I think oh. I'd stay here in front of the fireplace <laughs> and watch it on the tube. I wonder if they're going to like at Buffalo how they did the open seating. I wonder if they're going to do that again. Man, I can't believe no, we didn't. I, I, I can't believe we didn't just see the anarchy of fist fights out of that. that right? man. You're telling those guys that you just take whatever seat you want. What? That's what it was like going to a Braves game in the '70s. Et, you bought the upper deck for a dollar. There's nobody at the stadium. You just, just way right yeah, At the end of the game, you're in the front row. Man. Yahoo Finance. Um, even Eminem might cringe at how much it costs to witness the Lions making their yeah. Cinderella well, good run. For them. Playoff tickets are fetching an average of a thousand dollars for the Lions home game against the Bucks. The most expensive divisional playoff game on record. Second most expensive non-Super Bowl playoff game. Uh, nearly double the previous record for a divisional round playoff game set last year when the Niners visited the Cowboys. Standing room only seats are selling for almost $700 according to TickPick. Wow. Hey, TickPick. You know what that sounds TickPick. like? Yeah. That's, that sounds like me going trying to get to the World Series in Atlanta. It was the same way. It had been a long time. That city was just on fire. It, I, it, the the, the Standing room only, really six, seven hundred. Sunday's bucks. playoff game is projected to boost the Detroit metro economy by fifty-two million dollars. That's hotels, stores, bars, uh, restaurants, etc. Monumental for the city. Uh, normally closed on Sundays in January. Vertical Detroit jam-packed last Sunday to host fans. The Lions have never been a winning team, so we're happy to show off the city, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there you go. The Lions are going gaga. Over All right, I will Detroit. Ha- I, uh, there are a lot but of Detroit's going gaga over the line. There are a lot of pests around here, but uh, oh. there's no pests like the ones that get into your house. You don't need them. It could be ants. Could be you know we, we've all been here. Termites, ants. I grew up with roaches. Yeah. It's just the worst. Right when you see silverfish in your bathroom, there's a there's one outlet out there going to take care of it all for you. The best customer service you've ever had. It's Mission Pest Solutions. I'll have the boys coming out next week. In fact. And listen, it's important all times of year. It's cold where the bugs go. They come inside. It's hot where the bugs go. They come inside. They're everywhere, and you need it buttoned up, locked down. Ah, you don't want that unsightly uh, nonsense. And if you call Mission Pest Control, uh, Mission Pest Solutions, rather, right now, you'll get 25% off your initial treatment. It's locally and veteran-owned, and you are going to speak to the owners as soon as you call. 944-PEST, 944-PEST, tell them you heard it here. For the first time ever, Dan... Yes, sir. I'm putting my powers of ESP. Um, like channeling. Here's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I feel so confident in this. I'm going to give you a proactive pest of the day brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. ET, I'm going to give you Monday's pest of the day now. Ooh. Never before been done. Today's pest of the day is Sean Hockley. Hockley is the ref for the Bills Chiefs on Sunday night, and he is bound to have us all pulling our hair out on Monday morning. If you're a Bills fan, beware. 
this is what takes Hockey Lee. He's biceps kid, isn't he? Yeah, that's the dude with the, the shredded. Yeah, just yeah. one thing after another with these Hockey Lees. We like to call them Guns Hockey Lee back then. You ready? Day. The Chiefs are 8-2 and two in the Mahomes era with Hockey Lee, including 2-0 and oh in the playoffs. The Bills, on the other hand, in four games with Hockey Lee, have been penalized 40 times for 350 yards. Hockey Lee is on the take. It will come into play this weekend in Buffalo. <laughs> Sean Hockey Lee is the best of the day. Find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night when everything's a little better in the light of day? And you know the night is always on a summer anyway. It is. Go get you some, Googans. It's nice and cold Let nothing there. stop you. Mm. Just a mere two hours, 25 minutes from afternoon. This is your cue. Pew! What do we got? What do we got? Where are we at, gang? It's a GFL Friday. It's Green for Life. Appreciate them on Fridays. Uh, looking forward to the football coming up this weekend. Obviously, uh, it's our last full weekend, Hick. We get a couple doubleheaders, and yeah. the stakes go up, but the opportunities go down. Just two more games. It's kind of sad. And then we get to this long, dreary, repetitive, you know, waiting for this deadline and that one and this date to signal free agency and that one to start the combine. And it's just, I just want to redo, man. It's like I just drove it out of bounds on the 10th tee. The, my round is shot. I just Can I hit it again? Yeah. I just want to mulligan. mulligan. I want to mulligan, man. We're 8-3. and three. We ought to be playing this weekend. I can't shake it. <laughs> I don't mind. <sighs> I read a baseball article this week about, uh, I guess Gary Sheffield gets like, is just outside the Hall of Fame, like 74%. And like Bonds and Clemens continue to get like 37-38. Why would Sheffield get more than them? He cheated like they did. And that was the point. Yeah, steroid like, you guy. You can't take Gary Sheffield. He's in the Balco report. He said he admitted it. He paid. He paid cash money to the dude at Balco. What are we doing? I mean, so. These baseball writers are crazy, man. Dale Murphy's not in the hall. I don't know what else to say. Andrew Jones probably going to go in this year. Is he? He belongs in too. I think we find out next week. But he's not better. Than, listen, Dan. I'm not saying this out of because owed to an era. But correct me if I'm wrong. You're a baseball fan. Can you tell me when Andrew Jones won back-to-back MVPs? Because I'm not remembering that. I don't remember. Dale Murphy won back-to-back MVPs. More home runs and RBIs in the entire decade of the 80s but anyone but Mike Schmidt. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. long time. Ugh. Uh, voting is trending towards four inductees with Gary Sheffield too close to call. Uh, despite what Jeff said, they say it's looking like Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, Todd Helton, and Billy Wagner will get the call on Tuesday. Do you think Todd Helton's better than Andrew Jones? I can't help you, man. Those guys seem to me to be Hall of Very Good. Adrian Beltre, I think, is a Hall of Famer. What do you think of Andrew Jones? Very good, not Hall of Fame? Yeah. I mean, the He's Hall, not Hall of Baseball Fame. Hall of Fame is, to me, the most elite of the elite. Um, I don't think I Billy. Thought it, I thought it was pretty good. Like you know, I'm not that. I'm a casual baseball guy. I thought Andrew Jones was damn good. He was, he was, but I don't know that he was. I don't know. In this particular, the voting trends. Uh, Beltre would be a slam dunk. Mauer. What about Joe Mauer? He's a Hall of Famer. If Joe, I'll tell no. you this: If Joe Mauer's a Hall of Famer, you damn sure better put in Buster Posey. 
I, I think there's one aspect. From... There's one aspect. I, I don't know what the argument is against Jones from this standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, defense should matter. The dude won 10 gold gloves. Yeah. 10. Well, if you're any kind of offensive player and you're the key member of a winning team, that usually equals Hall of Fame. If Andrew Jones was a Yankee and had these exact same numbers, first ballot, he'd have gone in. I would argue that. You're telling me Bernie Williams is better than Andrew, than Andrew Jones? Is he in? I don't know. He will be. They'll put him in. I don't think he's in. I thought he was, to be honest. I mean, I could be wrong. Probably am. I uh, no, never got in. Yeah, I don't. So no, I'm not telling you that, but I'm telling you he won more. I, I don't know. I, His I mean, numbers I, are better than you think. They're be- Andrew Jones' numbers are better than people realize. If you really look at Andrew Jones, if you really look at his numbers, like if you were be, if you were being argued in the room, I think there would be some stuff like, oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, less than less than two thousand hits, thousand twelve hundred, uh, thousand two hundred runs scored, four thirty four home runs. That's pretty good. Two fifty four batting average. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, he's uh, ten gold gloves too. That counts. Yeah, I get ten. It. Uh, you know, but again, that's a lot. He's playing the most Jeff, important position. I don't care. Center the field. same dunderheads who vote for the Hall of Fame vote for the gold gloves. So if we're going to sit there and say they're dunderheads oh, for no, voting for the, the Hall of Fame, then they're dunderheads for voting for gold gloves. Andrew Jones was a great defender. Don't get me wrong. And maybe he was worthy of the 10 in a row. But before I sit there and say this guy was the greatest of all time, I think that this – and again. I don't think he's the greatest of all time. No, no. I mean, defensive player. I think of the kid that you got playing center field now is every bit as good as him in center field. Ooh, no. Yeah? No, 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 no. Well, that's not right. You can yeah. think that. That's like me telling you I think, you know – Jacob Degrom's better than Tom Seaver. Jacob Degrom was is good. Had a, had a, yeah. had a run as good as Tom Seaver. He sure but he's did. not as good. And Michael, uh, uh, yeah, no, this, yeah. So I don't know. I, it, it'll be interesting. I, he's they're great players. It's a tough spot. I mean, Todd Helton has great numbers, but you, I don't think a Todd Helton is a Hall of Famer. Maybe I'm wrong. He hit a career well, high three again. I'm comparing him to these guys. You're telling me. I mean, uh, if I'll you, look forward to Murph next week because we'll talk to Murph about it when they come in and and we'll get his opinion on who. Who belongs and who doesn't of those guys. Billy Wagner is great, but I remember Billy Wagner. And again, relief pitchers do this all the time. But Billy Wagner, I remember you know, giving up a home run in Miami and we lose to the Marlins type stuff. I guess you always remember those. It's not fair, but he was a great he was a great relief man. So and if they get in, I'm not going to sit here and scream. OK, um, I just don't understand how some guys they look at. Oh, yeah, for sure. I guess, and others, I guess they to don't. me, guys who trans guys who get in because of their defense, Brooks, Ozzy, you know, did Omar Vizquel get in? I don't know if he did or did not. I think he just did, didn't he? Uh, Keith Hernandez is not in yet, but he would be. He'd be a ten gold glove guy who should get in. Then I, it's it's. I don't know. It'll Let me be, ask you this. Fun. Okay, I'm I'm going to ask you this now, and I, I, you know, and I understand that facts and stats and figures can be manipulated. Mm-hmm. There are four players in Major League Baseball history mm-hmm. who have hit 400 home runs and won ten gold gloves. Mm-hmm. Four. Mm-hmm. The other three. Are Willie Mays, yeah. Mike Schmidt, yeah. and Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, I, what? It's going to be close. He might get in. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a compelling. Who is a better player? That's compelling. Four thirty-four. Carlos Beltran or Andrew Jones? Andrew Jones did it for a lot longer than Beltran. To me, Oof. to me, to me, Jones is better. Beltran's good, and I'm not saying Beltran. You could convince me Beltran's a Hall of Famer. He had big moments. Yeah, you know, he had big postseason moments. Yeah, and Jones did too. You know, Joe, Jones had big postseason yeah, moments. Carlos too. Beltran played longer, was did he? better, I, and yeah. Well, he, Andrew Jones did not do it a lot longer. How many home runs does Beltran have? Four thirty-five. Oh, same number. How yeah. many Gold Gloves? I don't know. I know he has 
Well, he doesn't, he doesn't have 10 because hits. there's only four guys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't know if he won any gold gloves. I don't yeah. know. How, I, I don't remember. I, mean, I just think that matters. If there's yeah. only four and those other three are the biggest of the big. So it's not like you're throwing me a Phil Rizzuto. I mean, I just threw a name out. You know what I mean? Scooter. Like you're giving me. I, I could argue that May Schmidt and King Griffey Jr. are like top 15 players all time. No. Oh yeah, You're right. Yeah, 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 so yeah. the fact that you're in that that yeah, category, that's a, that's to me, that's a, that's a that's an NBA stat. Wow, why? Because you we, no we one thought, else has done. There've been a lot of two 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 pronged stars. Because I, because I could guarantee you that I can find something for Carlos Beltran, uh, uh, exact same. Find thing. it and let me know. All right, Mickey Mantle, Chipper big. Jones, and Carlos Beltran. Only three who ever you know something along those. Okay, lines. that's and and again, you're now narrowing that down to switch hitters only. Right? Well, is that what you're doing there? Well, you're, that's a switch hitter. These are all fielder. Play. These are all plays. I'm not doing fielder. I'm doing a combo. Yeah. Anyway, um, for yeah. what it's worth. We we'll, we'll see. I, 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 I'm giving too much passion. Andrew Jones, when all I care about is Dale Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the drill. It's a GFL Friday. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. All right, we get the ball rolling, then the good shows take over. That includes Jaguars today coming up next. Tony in studio with us. What we got coming up today? We'll have Tom McManus in with us today for the show. And our question of the day today asking which of the four underdogs is the best bet to cover the spread during the divisional round of the playoffs this weekend. That would be the Texans plus nine and a half against the Ravens. Packers plus nine and a half against the 49ers. The Buccaneers plus six and a half against Detroit. Or the Chiefs plus two and a half against the Bills. Yeah, I just hope for some good games this week more yeah. than anything, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was just such a five of the six last week, just absolutely dogs. Yeah, and fleas. that's not, you know, unusual for the wild card round of the NFL playoffs. It does feel like most years you get one or two good games in the wild card round. The divisional round, that's when you really have it narrowed down. It's the eight best teams in football still alive. Usually, divisional round of the playoffs is the week of it NFL seems- playoffs. It seems impossible that Buffalo Kansas City won't be a good game. You guys agree with that? Like oh, it just yeah. doesn't seem like either one is capable of blowing the other one out. It seems like that's going to be yeah. a good game where it'll and the playoff history between yeah, them. They've you been know, close the regular games. season history. They're always close. Them, right, they're always close. People forget or fantastic. may have forgotten that that this was the game where they the Chiefs got called for the offensive offsides. Yep. The Buffalo game this year, they beat them yep. with that play and then it got called back. So Yep, no doubt. Should be good. All right, well, uh, Jaguars today's coming up next. Four A's into the uh, Jags, the playoff weekend and more. E now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. Dan? I am an innocent man. Oh, yes, I am. That's funny. That's interesting. We're in a similar we're in a similar spot. My takeaway today was the lovely Mrs. P with an observation last night. Is that, is that for her? I'll no, I'll, I love I'll let her know. Um, observation last night after seeing the video, she's a little concerned. Dan and I are getting Dan's going to dine and dash tonight at dinner. That's my takeaway. I'm going to be on the lookout for a dine and dash eat. Yeah, when the mafia <laughs> dons get together tonight, candlelight, some speakeasy somewhere. Uh huh. Uh huh. What about you, my friend? Well, this morning you asked me what I'm doing this weekend. Yes, I did. I said I didn't know, but it hit me. So I went and watched some high school basketball last night. Okay, Episcopal and Bishop Kenny, and there's a. A high school basketball tournament this weekend. Duel and Duval at Impact Christian Academy. Okay. I think you're going to find me in the building. Right, my man goes. I love it, man. Yeah, man. Say hi if you see E out and about. We'll see you on Monday. Enjoy the football, everybody.